Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with River Brown, John Tortorelli, and this is now episode 189. In this episode, we are going to do a full first round mock draft, talk about the Christian Wood trade, guessing Bradley Beal's next team, if John Morant is doing too much on social media, and Kenny Atkinson stepping down. A quick YouTube member and Patreon shout out to Phantom Wolf, Danko Hawkins, Matthew Jimenez, Vincent, Kobe, Jordan, Tua is amazing. Love you, Drew. Traylon Burks, Rookie of the Year. MG Nas, UK Boge. J Love, Clear Zach W. Cole, Darius Garland's next. Alexander, Nazir, Dwayne, Riv is a gorgeous man. Travis Toomer, Drew's the Goat. Holmes, Nyree, your boy Nick. Jake the Snake, Corrupt is One Piece Top 5. Dylan, Afosa, Mason, Win in Silence and Make Them Think You're Losing. Gentile, Drew, Cade, MVP, Mark, SP4Z shot, Jordan What, Evan, Dylan, Joel is the GOAT, Mayo, Andre, Peter, Daniel, Ben, Ruthless, Rootster, Kill Moves, Joel B, Eagle Dollar, Tizzy, Corey, Get Funkoed, Dylan, Playboy, Orlando, Big Chuck, Michael, Cole, Liam, T Grove 17, Tua Sucks on Ka, Ryan, Epic Lankiness, It's Black Ace, Anthony, BJ, PJs, Langston, Jazzy Juice, Johannes, Dave, Muffins, John, Sean, Burner Hoops, Court Cousins, P. Dot, Hakari, and J. Aqua. In the honor of Drew? Nah, I ain't saying that bullshit. Yeah, so <laughs> Drew couldn't make it today because he has uh, exams this week. He has a lot of exams, so John is filling in. Did I say your last name right? Yeah, you got it right. Okay, okay, I said, yeah. okay I said it right. Make sure y'all wish Drew a good luck on his test, yeah. man. And we have a special guest back with us, Pierre. Welcome I'm to have you building. back. Yes. You know I'm that. taking notes. Is I'm he getting even, ready for our mock draft. Is I'm he even a guest anymore y'all. at this point? Or he's like a... It's still like... It's a recurring guest. Recurring, so yes. recurring star so yes. in the show. Yeah. For sure. It's actually, our last episode with you was actually our most viewed episode. That's what I like to hear, man. Yeah, man. Shout out to the people. Power to the people, man. We here. Got to get the people what they want. The collab of the century. Got to keep running them numbers up. So yeah, this mock draft is about to be amazing. Um, this is really random. Like I was trying, I'm looking at a lot, a lot of, a lot of teams have multiple first round picks. Um, mm-hmm. this draft is the top three stars in the draft are very hit or miss. I guess they, there's a lot of question marks around them and, but there's a lot of depth in this draft. So I'm curious to see how this draft goes. It could go insane. It could be by the book. Who knows? It's going to be fun. All right. So we Somebody already decided draft. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Somebody gonna overdraft. It might be me though. But Last somebody, somebody gonna overdraft. They're gonna take Bryce McGowan's in the lottery. Yo, that I, <laughs> I ain't gonna do that. But I was thinking about it. But I ain't gonna do that. <laughs> I might though. I, I can't know. wait to see how this go, man. <sighs> All right. So we already decided on how the pick order is gonna be. So Riv, you have the first pick. John, you're gonna have the second pick. I have the third pick, and. P has the fourth pick. Now, you want me to cue the music, Riv? It's for you. So, of course, with, with the first pick in the NBA draft, of course, I'm going to take Shed Holmgren. I think he falls right into Orlando. You know, I like the defensive scheme they got placed for him. I like the defensive players they already got in Orlando. They got a good young team. I like the core. I think Shed definitely goes there, and he could fit with their system. So, Shed goes one for me. I gotta click the pick and all that. 
there's no pushback on that. What what made you not take Jabari? Um, for me, Shet is more of a four. I think he's gonna play a four. I'm really interested to see him and Wendell Carter Jr. together. And plus, with his defensive instincts, along with if Jonathan Isaac can come back, Wagner, Wendell, Jalen Suggs, I think they could be a really good defensive group. So I, so I like that fit. Did Jalen Suggs influence your pick heavily? Not heavily, but it definitely made me look at it because they both were high school players together and they dominated high school together. So it definitely looked at it in bright view. But it was more of the defense. Okay, now, John, your pick... You're on the clock. OKC selects Paulo Boncaro out of Duke. We were going to take Chet Holmgren because we need that rim protection, and then you assuaged all of that. So basically, it's obviously between Jabari and Paolo. I don't want Jaden Ivey with our two existing guards. And I think the biggest thing here, being we can't get the best rim protector inside the top three, is we're going to take the best offensive talent. And with Paolo, we're getting somebody who can playmake at a pretty high level for a 19-year-old. His footwork and his strength for a post score, all of that cumulatively with, that's not a word, Shea and SGA, <laughs> and even Lou Dort. Shea assuming, and SGA, the same person. <laughs> you Giddy? Shea and Giddy. Yeah. I think there's a lot of passing there. Yeah. And the half court specifically, that could be a really fun dynamic in the pick and roll between him and Josh. And then SGA too. We'll see how those two coexist. And yeah. you ruin you ruin the Giddy to Shet thing, man. No, I like um Suggs to Shet. Ooh, I like Giddy's better than Suggs significantly. Significantly, yeah, it happens. Our draft already has went different than most mocks, isn't it? Jabari, Chet, Paolo, Paolo, yep. yeah, which is nasty, nasty order. So the uh, third overall pick, to nobody's surprise, I'm gonna go with Jabari Smith. Um. I personally would have taken him number one. I think that although I think Shed and Paolo might have higher ceilings, Jabari is the safest prospect just because he's such an elite shooter. And I think he fits what the Magic want to do. I feel like the Magic um, need more floor spacers. But with Houston, this is a home run pick. And now they lost Christian Wood. They're now getting somebody. <laughs> they lost like or they Christian gave him away? Wood. Oh, yeah. They gave him away for yeah. nothing because they're not a very smart franchise. But Yes, Jabari Smith to Houston, the third overall pick. Now they have a young core of KPJ, Jalen Green, and Jabari. And not too bad. I wish they had a two-point guard, though, but it is what it is. Cue the music, man. So, with the fourth overall pick of the 2022 NBA Draft, me and the Sacramento Kings are selecting Keegan Murray from Iowa University. Oh, shit. I know a lot of people probably expected or have Jaden Ivey as their fourth guy outside of the top three. Jaden Ivey has made it clear to me and uh, our Sacramento King organization that he has no desire to be here. So we're not going to be the people that draft someone um, to come to a place they don't want to be. And because before I got this job, we traded Tyrese Halliburton for whatever (laughs) reason, doesn't make sense to bring in another guard if we don't think, uh, or if we consider how much they're going to fit next to De'Aaron Fox. Right now, we just want to take as much skill as we can get. I wanted them to get Franz Wagner last year. Obviously, they couldn't because the Magic got him. And to see him have the year he had, it makes my heart ache for the Kings. Um, But this year, they get another chance to get somebody who is skilled and is versatile, can play three, four, maybe some small ball five, Harrison Barnes, Sabonis. Um, We're going to take Keegan Murray and just add some skill and versatility to the roster because right now, that's what they lack. They lack any type of versatility. Yeah, that's that's a great pick. Um, yeah, yeah, incredible. The Kings want to get, like, proven players like that that can just, like, you know, fill in. That's why I think 
the shade and sharp stuff is kind of mostly like smoke. I have a question for you guys though. Do you think the king for me at least the Kings feel like a Benedict Matherin team? Not this early. I feel like the, I feel like the Kings are a team that would take Matherin this early. If they Keegan, were... Keegan's been gaining a lot of traction to be yes. in the top five as of lately. Uh, Benedict this high. No, nah, if they had like eight or nine, I would say Benedict yeah. definitely. But at five, four, I don't know. Benedict at four is kind of like they could I, trade back though. It could. It, it's always a possibility. That, that's what I see happening. I see them really realistically trading a pick, but obviously, I'm not about to do that. All that in our, our mock <laughs> draft, but uh, I yeah, I mean Benedict Matherin and Keegan Murray are two. They're two smart of picks for the Kings. Mm-hmm. I, I really do think that they would take an Ivy or Sharp. That's just the type of shit that they do. Um, I'm under the belief that they need to start trying to get, like you said, um, guys who are a little bit more NBA ready, guys that are skilled, stop trying to make the home run picks. They did that last year with Davion. I give them credit, even though I don't agree with it because you already had two guards. But, you know, um, he was he was solid, you know, when he got his opportunity. Keegan Murray is the route they should go, though, as long as they have Fox. Just, if that's what you're investing in, Put guys around him who do, do not need the basketball because when he doesn't have it, he's just not as effective. So, absolutely. And Riv, you were over there celebrating because the guy you want at pick five is there. Well, I just called. I just called Dwayne Casey, and he he's geeking right now because we didn't we didn't know this was gonna happen. So shout out to the Kings. But uh, Jaden Ivy, obvious. I'm going Jaden Ivy with the five. And now, for the love of God, I will never try the Killian Hayes, Cade Cunningham experiment ever again in my life. Now, Kay Cunningham gets to run the show, be the point guard. Jaden Ivey gets to come in, seamlessly be the two guard, be that scorer. Sadiq Bey is still there. Probably want to bring back Marvin Bagley. He had a good year. But basically, my one, two, three is pretty much set for the next three, four seasons, even longer with Kay Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, and Sadiq Bey. So this is a Y'all great Y'all still got them. Jeremy Grant, too, to so make expandable. You can probably add yep. some, some young pieces. We can probably there. add another pick if we want to. But my one, two, three, set. So I'm good. Yes, Jaden Ivey is the pick. And I won. Detroit won. <laughs> Six overall pick. Indiana Pacers are on the clock. Keegan is gone. Where do you go here? We're going to take shit and sharp out of high school. Oh shit. We're going we're gonna take a risk here because the Pacers, they like to play it safe with Carlisle, but we're done with that. We need a guard who can not only play with Tyrese and score at a high level, but we just need to take a swing on upside. And with Shaden you're taking a massive gamble here. But there's two things you do now. One, he has the physical tools, the size, length, athleticism. And two, he can shoot it. You can say certain things about how far he is in his stage of development as a score and shot selection and decision making. But he's also 19 years old or 18. And with that youth, we're not trying. They are trying to win now. But with Tyree specifically, he's not going to be a primary guard runner offense. Yeah. He's going to be playing off of him. He can slowly but surely develop alongside him. I think in terms of upside, this is the best way for us to go. I got a question because Tyrese Halliburton, great point guard, young point guard, great playmaker. Did you make this pick with the assumption that Brogdon is gone? Yes. So initially the plan was to take Jay and Ivy, who you took um, conveniently. What we like, what we like in Jay and Ivy is the excitement of the athleticism and explosiveness to sell tickets. Um, But more so Keegan Murray would have been nice here because with the Kings, we could have actually Assuming they took Jay and Ivy, we could have sent them, um, or assuming they took Jay and Ivy, we could have sent them Keegan Murray and maybe Malcolm Brogdon and got some future assets for moving Brogdon's contract to them because he would fit well with De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. Um, we damn sure would have took it. Yeah, Kings? Yeah. yeah. 
I like the Shaded Sharp and Tyrese fit. It, it feels like a, a better version of Tyrese and Buddy Heal to me. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, it's not bad. I don't got to go for the fences. Indiana got to make yeah. that move. So. Especially, especially the Chris Duarte pick. It's like, we know what he is. He's already 25 yeah, years was, old. Yeah. He's a solid player, but it's like, come on. Yeah, he's a good I think they go Benedict Matherin just based off who they are and what they do, but I wouldn't be mad at Shaden Sharp. That's what I, I would do, Shaden Sharp. But mm-hmm. Chris yeah. Duarte is 25 already? He's up there. This is a, a tough pick for me. The seventh overall pick, the Portland Trail Blazers, it, they need a player to <laughs> contribute now. But it's just, I don't know. I think they trade this pick, but if I had to pick a player... In my opinion, it's between two people. It, yeah, it's between Matherin and Asia Griffin. Yeah. And I'm taking Matherin. I think That's Matherin valid. is the better player. Great pick. Yeah, I'm taking Benedict Matherin for the for the Portland Trail Blazers. Uh, I think, realistically, they do trade this pick to Detroit for Jeremy Grant, though. Okay. That's great. So if they did trade this pick, where would you who would you take with uh, Detroit... Gives them Grant and maybe like a, a late pick for this pick. Who would you take if he was Detroit? If you took Ivy. Yeah, I, I took um, Ivy. I'm taking AJ Griffin. You take AJ Griffin? Yeah, I think he fits better with them. Matherin could fit too. Like they're both spot up shooters, but just AJ shooting 44% his freshman and season. And at no point would you think I, I about Jalen Duran. That's what I'm taking, Rev. I'm taking Jalen Dur- Man, give me mm. him right yeah, like, now. You, with Cade, and would you think about Jalen Dur- Cause Because Isaiah Stewart is cool, but I don't think he's like a starting caliber center for a playoff team. I you think Duran could I, be I changed that. my mind. I would take Jalen Duran. Because, yeah, I would take Jalen Duran. Because they have Sadiq Bey. Yep. I, I forgot about Sadiq Bey. Why you always forget about Bey, man? Because Sadiq Bey is, oh is, is what it is. He is what team. it is. Just thinking about don't that team, that, that's a that's a nasty <laughs> ass team, bro. Yeah. It's a good young Sadiq. core. Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, Sadiq Bay, Jalen Duran. That's a good young core. And they got Cap still. That's yeah. crazy. Yep. Cap to go still. get your guy Zach Levine. He just he's signing, bro. Why are you doing that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next pick. You're up, Pierre. The eighth um, pick. This is the Pelicans. But the eighth overall pick. Uh, the New Orleans Pelicans, we select Dyson Daniels from the G League Ignite. Um, you know, we, we, we've we established a good roster. Zion, Brandon Ingram, Trey Murphy, Herb Jones, um, Jackson Hayes, CJ McCollum, Jose Alvarado. We, we, we got a nice Jonas Valanciunas. I think Dyson Daniels can, can replicate what we got or what we wanted from Lonzo Ball, especially since we have CJ McCollum. He can be a secondary playmaker. Uh, while he develops to try to be the you know primary playmaker or primary point guard, he can defend. And having him, Herb Jones, out there defending will make us extremely versatile. We still also have Kira Lewis, Devontae Grant. We got a lot of pieces, but Dyson Dane is going to come in. He's going to do a lot of different things. He's going to play some point guard, some shooting guard, some small forward. He's going to run around, guard all three positions. And we just gonna get out and run, and he's gonna use his um, open court passing to throw lobs to Zion. The Pelicans are one of those teams that have too many good players, and it's it, like their draft is they really don't have a true need because you select Dyson Daniels. Let's say he becomes a starter, you now have you now have Dyson, CJ, Ingram, Zion, Jonas. Oh, no, so the, Herb Jones now time, gets benched. By the time Daniels becomes a starter, I think CJ is a six man at that point. Or he's gone. I ain't gonna. What lie if to Dyson Day's wow. become a, a, a starter and is he's a top ten pick? He could be there in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, I'm projecting Dane's become a starter by year three. You put mm-hmm. Daniels Herb Jones in the backcourt is nasty defensive yeah. work. Then you but got also Ingram. listen. 
we got to watch how we talking about Herb Jones. He had a nice year, very good defensively, but he is a guy that could come off the bench. He ain't like he's the the top five all star player. That is true. come off the bench. That's true. That's true. And can we talk about their shooting coach, Fred Vinson? That would be the perfect coach to pair up with Dyson Daniels and develop that. Like jump Z- shot. like Zo. That's why like you're here, Zoe. bro. You, yeah. This is Zo 2.0. That's why you're here because I didn't know that. So this is why you're here. <laughs> For real, Riv, you're up. You have the ninth overall pick, and this is the Spurs selection. Good, good job, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so at first, I was mad that he picked Daniels because I thought I was the Wizards here. And I would have went Dyson Daniels here, no thought about it. But being as I'm the Spurs, I have DeJounte Murray locking down my one position. Honestly, this pick for me is between Griffin and Johnny Davis. And I'm going to go Johnny Davis. You know, I think he is a spur guy in terms of skill, ability to create his own shot inside, outside. His three-point shot is a little streaky. But defensively, I think he can bring it into the NBA. I think he'll be a plus defender from day one. Not an elite, but a plus defender from day one. He can be an elite defender down the road. But I think a backcourt with him and DeJounte Murray, that kind of fits what the Spurs do. They like to play the, the mid-range game. They like to attack the basket. So for me, I, I got Johnny Davis with this pick. So you're out on Josh Primo then? <laughs> I was never in, bro. <laughs> That's my guy. I love Josh Primo. Yeah, I didn't know he was going to go 11, but I I, I love him. <laughs> they have so many guards. I'm surprised you took Johnny Davis because not only are you out on Josh Primo, but you have DeJounte, you have Lonnie Walker. He's gone. You have Primo. You have Devin Vassell. You can call him a win. He's 6'5". He ain't that damn big. Uh, that's a They have a lot going on. They got to make some decisions. Even if they don't make this pick, they got to make some decisions. I don't think Lonnie coming back, if I'm being honest. You don't? In your mock, though, you took uh... – your lottery mock, you took Usman Diang at six for Indiana. You don't think the Spurs swing for the fences at that pick? That's where that's my mock. I have Usman at nine in my mind. It's possible. I think they like the Spurs, they can go three different routes here, honestly. They could they could go Diang. It could go Dave. They could go AJ Griffin. You know, they they could even swing for the fences and say, Durant. you know what, Duran, we want Durant. Perto is not the long term ideal, so we want Duran. I just think I would have went Johnny Davis here though. I, I want to fill up my backcourt. For the next couple of years. I don't think Lonnie Walker, you know, he shows flashes every year, but he never is it. Yeah. Devin Vassell, he is 6'5", but he has long long wingspan. He looks 6'8", realistically. So I, I like the DeJounte Murray, John and Davis thing. Defensively, it would be really good. Now, John, you're on the clock and the Wizards have a dilemma because you have basically two scenarios to play with. The scenario that Bradley Beal stays and the scenario that he goes. So which one are you oper- operating under? The, uh, the, uh, the situation is Bradley Beal's leaving because Tommy Shepard's going to want to leverage him into some sort of draft capital. But regardless, we're taking Usman Dien here out of the MPL. The Wizards wow. are like the most mid-team in basketball, and we just need to take the strongest win we can. We have rim protection, right? We had that in Chris Depps and Dylan Gafford, so we don't need Jalen Duren here. And then you look at, in terms of um, in terms of potential, A.J. Griffin, with all of his leg injuries, is that athleticism going to be there in two, three years over the long haul. I'm not sure about that. Am I willing to take that risk? Because we already have Corey Kispert. He can shoot the ball at a high level and defend. How much better is A.J. Griffin really going to be if he is only going to reach his floor? So for us, we're going to take a big win who can handle the ball. It was really, really as bad as he could have been uh, to begin a season in the NBL. But he just turned 19 years old, and you saw while the season got on, he continued to get better and better. Some of it with him could be a little bit of... It, you really don't know what you're going to get out of him, but we trust and our player development to at least wing players somewhat of a position to need here. 
because we have Kispert, we have Hachimura, but Hachimura hasn't done anything to about, prove uh, himself. Uh, to, uh, uh, to ask the question, Danny Advin, he was really well on the defensive end last season. Kyle Kuzma, he's there, like you said. Rui, I think he's more of a three than a four, but you know he's both. Corey Kispert, like you said, you, you, it's uh, did it. Is there a way where you see Beal going to San Antonio? No, I mean with all those wins you named, do any of them move you? Uh, to be fair, no. no. It'll move. Then you know, would you take Ty Ty this high? No. Hell no. And Hell no. This point guard class isn't good enough. We could just sign Colin Sexton or at least trade for him. Um, I, I like the Usman Diang pick, and um, pick. Usman in the first half of the year, his points per possession was at point fifty, but in the second half, it was <laughs> at it was at like one point oh one. I don't want Diang to get lost in the sauce with all those wings, you know, because they got like you said, they're a mid level team with a bunch of unless Lesson Cell goes to Jason Kidd route and plays him at point guard, like how Jason Kidd did with Giannis in Put Milwaukee. Put a lot of pressure on him, yeah. him some reps, and just you know, that's what get, I would do. Yeah, get him reps. At this point. Fuck it, right? Yeah, because Usman Dieng in the second half of the year and in the NBL was good. It's just that, from what I've seen, inconsistent minutes and the lack of freedom the entire season there. So when he's when he had the freedom and he had the minutes, he was able to produce. It's just he didn't really get that opportunity. I like the pick. We're going to commit to him. Him or Denny got to get some point guard minutes if, if that was the case. Yeah. I don't know if Denny can. Now with that the boy, 11th locked, overall pick, the New York Knicks select... Oh my gosh! You took Johnny Davis. Has really fucked me up, man. Uh huh. Oh man, you were talking about me taking no, but you took him. You took him at the wrong spot. He shouldn't have been a spur. First of all, first of all, you did this when we did our first lottery mock. You took Dyson Daniels from me, and it pissed me off. But I took him at a spot. I took him when I was the Pelicans, which is where he should ideally go. He should go to Washington and run the show. You know what? I'm gonna surprise you guys with this pick. Um, I'm not going to go center. I'm not going to go Jalen Duren or Mark Williams here. I know exactly what you're about Even to do. Even though <laughs> I, I know Mitch exactly might lead. what you're about to do. I'm going to go with Malachi Branham. I'm going to select him here. I'm going I'm Malachi Branham at number 11. I remember the last time I was on here, I put that name in there for the Knicks, and you was like, you would take him that high? You went to do research. That's what he yeah, did. Yeah, right? he was I actually <laughs> made my top 10 shooting guards list, and I have um it's Ivy, Davis, Matherin, Sharp Four, and Malachi's five. Malachi's five for me. Just for him to produce as a freshman in Ohio State, him to have big time games against other top shooting guards in the country, I feel like he to me reminds me a lot of Karis Levert. Just a play mm-hmm. style, like a more controlled version. And yep. match that with RJ, we we could fix the point guard situation. I like Malachi Branham, and he can actually shoot the three tail. Yeah. Unlike Harris, he should play. Yeah. You have the you have the easiest pick in this draft, in my opinion, right now. The twelfth overall pick for OKC. You taking Jalen Durant? Yeah. Yep. That's an A win. That's I mean, an A plus win for OKC. We just solidified our front court, and within the first twenty minutes of the draft, um, we got Paulo at the four, Durant at the five, back quarters Giddy and Shea. And then our small four position is just at a fight for grabs. Um, Lou Dort, Pokaszewski, Darius Baisley, even though the last two are probably fours. <laughs> we got our six man with Trey Mann. You know, we lit. Yeah, they got Teo Maladone, Barry okay. in the bench. Todd Jerome. Yeah. <laughs> we got to start throw. making some trades, though, because my theory with the, go- with the Thunder is you have all of these picks. Mm-hmm. Bring all of these guys in. All of them have talent, but for them to properly develop, they have to play. No, there is no better form of player development at any level than actual game experience. So if you have Shea, who was a 37, 38-minute player, 
Giddy is 34 to 35, 36 minute player. How is Maladon, Trey Mann getting their minutes? Um, how is Darius Baisley, Pokashevsky, and Paolo supposed to develop? So uh, we got to start moving some players around so some guys can actually develop. Just just bringing on a bunch of guys ain't, ain't really shit. Even last year, Aaron Wiggins stood out, Jer- uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Mm-hmm. They, they got to start making some decisions so these guys can properly develop. Because I feel like a guy like Darius Baisley is a lot better than he's uh, showcased. But it's like, how, how does he showcase it when he only gets um, fluctuated minutes? He, so, was, he was their, not the best, their second best defender last year behind Dortz. Probably even the best, statistically wise. Should Poku and Teo Maldon be playing, though? Are they showing us like they deserve Poku those minutes? Poku was like a unicorn. I've seen a, lot of, I've seen a lot of pro-Poku propaganda still floating around. What about Teo Maldon? We're still giving him. But how do you make a decision on if a guy is deserving to play? I mean, because with the, 12, with the 12 minutes you give me is not enough for me to showcase that I'm ready to play. That is true. So, like, I don't I, I hate that. I hate, as, a, as a guy who played basketball, that would be the most frustrating thing. You put you give me 12 minutes and in those 12 minutes. I'm supposed to show you that I'm worth 25. That makes no sense to me. That's a that's a lose for the prospect. 12 minutes of basketball, 12 to 15 minutes of in, in, in the pros is not a lot of time. Like, you think go, about that. You go out there 12, trying spread, 12 minutes. Yeah, 12 yeah. to 15 minutes over four quarters. That's like three minutes and a quarter. That ain't yeah. shit. That's a good and point. And those minutes, Darius Baisley is probably not sharing the floor with the best players like Gideon Shea. He's probably coming in and playing with fucking Teo Maladon. Or, you know what I mean? Like, so I don't, I just don't understand how you're judging it. Ty Jerome. Exactly. About to go in there I, I got to go I get show one. show you I'm worth minutes and I'm playing with a guy who isn't getting minutes. Make that make yeah. sense. Baisley is just Anthony Randolph 2.0. Who? Basically, it's just Anthony Randolph 2.0. Damn, really? Yeah. That's dish. That's, I, I, I don't remember. Because I think Anthony Randolph was in the wrong generation. If he played in today's game, he'd be a much more valuable player because he could play five. That's true. He yeah. had to, you know, be three, four. Tweener. That was the word. Yeah. He's I one of those like 2K Baisley. guys that I thought was a star. <laughs> Who? Anthony Randolph. <laughs> on yeah, 2K, I like Anthony Randolph too. In 2K, he was a star. I used to always get him on my team. Uh, 13th overall pick. Riv, you're up. This is the Charlotte Hornets. Are you going to select your guy? I'm stuck. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, Mark Williams. I'm okay. Go, I'm going to go uh I'm going to go Mark Williams here at 13. Can I ask you why? How many skinny centers can you have? You know, uh, I'm not mad at the pick. I'm just mad at the timing because you have the 15th pick too. You <laughs> And the Cavs I ain't taking a big. That whatever big you want is gonna be there at fifty. You know what? I, I'm glad you read my mind because I was about to take Jeremy. That's what I was thinking of, but I couldn't remember where Charlotte's next pick was. So I was sitting there like, "No, yeah, I changed my pick. I'm taking Jeremy Sokin." And then I know they got fifteen. I'll, I'll be honest with you, bro. I already locked in your pick. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, fine. That's fine too. I can I can uh, explain that. They need a backup big. They need somebody who can protect the rim. Mark Williams, even though he is a bit skinny. At Duke, he showed the ability to protect the rim. He showed the, uh, the versatility. So, you know, you take him here. You help for the fences. He can definitely be a backup big for them. So I would take him here. Uh, you think he's better than Kai Jones? Who? Mark Williams. He's better than Kai Jones? Mm-hmm. In terms of what? I'm like just saying. Both of them coming out? I mean, they right now. Right now. Um, Or potential-wise, also ceiling. No, potential. Ceiling, potential Kai Jones. Coming out? 
I think Mark Williams is better. Okay. John, you got the 14th overall pick. This for the Cavs. You're you're a Cavs supporter. Oh, this yeah. your team. I want to know where you go with this. This team's a Denver guy. My favorite player is Darius Carl is one of them. Oh, okay. This is a tough one. I'm deviating from my my previous pick. We're going A.J. Griffin out of Duke, the okay. Cleveland Cavaliers. He's still here. That's hilarious. That's a good pick, man. That Initially, is. we I was interested in Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara, but with A.J. Griffin specifically in college, he has like he leans back in his jump shot a little bit, and it's a, like the form is a little bit different, but he's an elite shooter, and he moves well. Even though he's had the injury concerns in high school specifically, there is upside there with him to be a secondary creator, to go alongside Darius Garland. And I think with his shooting ability, you can trust him. He's not going to take anything off the table. You look at Larry Markin, and he's going to take things off the table. Same exact thing with the Dean Wade, all those different guys. But if A.J. Griffin, you get a mix of the upside, you get a little bit of a player that's going to bring you high-end shooting, and he's just going to be a capable wing player, which this team has had nowhere near enough of. Basically the exact opposite of Isaac Okura, so we'll take that. Isaac Okura is going to be a 35 to 37% three-point shooter this year. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. It's my first projection of the year, by on the way. 1.6 attempts? Yeah, on 60 attempts for the season. <laughs> no, no, he's going to get he's going to be open a lot this year. Like left wide you know, the hell open. I like that you mentioned Jalen Williams because I probably would have taken him here. I was that was my existing pick, but I was just saying to myself, mm, we could probably like trade back for um we get another first round pick and get him later. Yeah. That was that was my thought process. I like Abaji here. I'm not gonna lie. I know he's not the sexy name like Jalen Williams or AJ Griffin, but for what the Cavs need, he's gonna give him that yeah. out the gate. I like Abaji too. Um I'm up next to pit the Charlotte Hornets, fifteenth overall pick. Riv selected Mark Williams with the thirteenth pick, and I'm looking at this pick from the lens of Listen, if a team out there offers Miles Bridges a, a crazy contract, we probably don't match it. Um, they need some wing players. They do have Miles Bridges, and they also I have like Gordon Hayward. But I'm going to select Jalen Williams out of Santa oh, Clara. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I thought I knew he was going. You thought I was going Oshai? Oshai? Nope. Uh, once you said, when you said Miles Bridges, I thought you were going Tari Eason. Oh, okay. You pick yeah. Jalen Williams? Yeah, I'm going to pick Jalen Williams because I like his shot creating prowess. LaMelo finna tell his ass he ain't finna create shit. <laughs> I'm doing all the creating. And Terry Rozier going to tell him the same thing and Book Night. <laughs> yeah, my thing is, how is he going to play? If Miles Bridges leaves. Miles Bridges opens up the door? Yeah. He opens up a big door. Okay. Gordon Hayward is there. He, he Kelly Oubre yeah. played well off the bench, and he'll probably yeah. be there next year. Oubre, yeah. It. I mean, this is. I think this the is Hornets, a problem for the Hornets, no matter yeah. who they pick, though, for sure. Yeah, though, because ideally, well, I like SoCon could have played the five. Because you I, just drafted Mark Williams. Because, but what did I tell you before when I drafted him? I wanted to change my pick. And he said he locked it in already. I couldn't. I but couldn't. even if you didn't pick him, he was gonna pick him. No, I was. They're gonna, gonna use a big for one of these picks, and they already have Kai. Jones. I was gonna pick Sohan, but I didn't know what the second pick was. I told you. I said I thought it was deeper. Oh, down. you picking Sohan as your as your Sohan? Because y'all gonna make me start saying his name wrong again too. Because I used to say Sohan. Sohan. Um, you was gonna pick him as the big? Yes. Okay. Okay, my fault then. Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. You know, for me, like, ideally, I would have picked, like, Oshai, O'Shea for Charlotte. But it's R- Rozier is locked in for, like, three years. So when is he really going to play? And you have Book Night already. But I feel like the Hornets need to change their identity and bring in defensive-minded players, which is why, like, O'Shea, um, Sohan, Eason, Williams makes sense. 
I just like Jalen Williams. I'm higher on him than consensus, so that's why I picked him this high. But I ain't mad at it. 16th pick, uh, P, you're up with the Atlanta Hawks selection. This is tough. Um, it's, on, it's only tough because we didn't expect to have some of the options we have here. We have, like, Jeremy so, uh, so, Sohan is still on the board, Abaji, Tari Eason. Um, there is even some guys that I really like that, that like, I may, I may reach for them. People may be like, man, that's high for that guy. But I come from the class of like the sons. If you love a guy and he can contribute to what you're trying to do, you take him even if it's earlier than the consensus. So because of that, I'm going to pass on Abaji. I'm going to pass on Sohan. Um, I'm going to pass on Tari Eason. And I'm going to go and I'm getting Dale and Terry from Arizona. And the reason I'm doing that is because Dale and Terry is the type of backcourt player we've been looking for to put next to Trey Young. Somebody who isn't ball dominant, but has enough to relieve some pressure. Somebody who can guard all over the place on the perimeter to hide Trey Young. And somebody who can pass the basketball and transition and has a size of, at 6'7". So we're, we're, we're taking Dale and Terry. A lot of people in the draft room or in the media are like, oh my gosh, they just picked them so high. We don't care. In this mock draft, I can't trade back. So we're just going to take them early as hell. And at the 16th pick, we're, the Hawks, we're taking Dalen Terry. That's a good pick. Now, Riv, 17th overall pick, Houston Rockets. Jabari Smith's already on the roster. Eric Gordon's going to get traded, most likely. Good pick. I like that. I like that good pick. I like Dalen Terry, too. Really good pick. <clears throat> like you said, you picked Jabari. Um... I don't want to go four. We already have a five. Sangoon's going to play to start any minutes. Kenya, KJ Martin just requested a trade. So <laughs> I'm looking for a wing player right now. You know, I'm looking for a wing player. Like like we said, I could go tie tie here, but I want to try the Kevin Porter experiment, experiment one more time. Jalen Green assures the second spot. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to pick Tari Eason. I'm going to put him with Houston. I feel like this is a good pick. He can go in there, plug him right in, he can start. He can come off the bench. I like his defensive upside. I like the spacing he could provide down the road. So for me, I'm going to pick Tari Eason. Yeah, I just want to say, in any situation in real life, we're a few days away. If there is a situation or a circumstance where the Houston Rockets can get any of the top three dudes, Chet, home, uh, Jabari, or Paulo, and then also at 17, get Tari Eason, it will be hard to convince me, especially because they have the 26 pick also, that they don't win the draft night. Yep. That is a good-ass draft. Oh, you Jabari, thought you, 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 was laughing, you was laughing because you thought I wasn't going to pick Tari? No, 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 no. Oh. I was laughing because you did the thing because I took Dave and Terry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they, yeah, and it would be the second straight draft that they would they would win because last year it was Jalen Green. Sengun mm-hmm. was a good pick. Usman, it's a wait and see, but Josh Christopher also showed a lot of yes. flashes too. Dog. So they're and building Garuba something. was a good pick on the night. Yeah, he, it was. You know, yeah, yeah. definitely was. John, <laughs> you have the Chicago Bulls. First pick. of all, Garuba, it's hard to play 15 minutes with him at times. Terry Eason is what Garuba <laughs> is probably like meant to be. That's a, oh, that's a, okay. um, what we, what we call it? That's the, uh, that's a league pass team. Jalen Green. Mm hmm. Tari Eason, Kevin Porter Jr., Jabari. Like, that team going to get out and run. And they might get blown out, but they're going to have some highlights. Josh Christopher, I like that team. 18th overall pick, John. You're on the clock. The Chicago Bulls. Make the right decision. Select 
EJ Liddell at Iowa St- Ohio State. Are you liking me funny? What? Oh, EJ man. Liddell. I was afraid you were going to take him at number. Wait a minute. Uh, wait a minute. Wait, you know what? Sixteen. Wait a minute. I got to step in. I'm sorry. That's exactly <laughs> what the Bulls did. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> I got to step in. Oche is on the board. Yeah. Jeremy Sohan. What's his last Sohan. name? Sohan. Sohan is on the board. Yeah. And you picked EJ Liddell. Over that's both my only guys. argument too. That's, that's my only thing. I'm not mad at the pick if they both were gone, but they are right there. Oche, we're in, we're we're a playoff team. Agbaji's right there. DJ Liddell works for a playoff team. Though. No, he does, but we need pick. Oche. Oche can shoot the ball and does nothing else well. He can play. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He can defend one through four. Fine. What are you saying? He's fine. He takes nothing off the table and he can shoot the ball at a high level. <laughs> but he's not with we need Tari Eason. Defense. He's a more athletic Grant Williams. He improved a ton as a shooter. Tari, or not Tari. EJ Liddell. Yeah, you're throwing all these names at me. EJ Liddell has improved to a 38, 37% three-point shooter. He can rebound. He can play five. He can, and Real rim protector. It's important you have rebounding because outside Vooch, he may even trade. You had none. And with Patrick Williams, you need another wing player in there. He's mature. He can come right in. He was averaging 23 games, so he can score off of secondary actions. With Jeremy Sokan. Sohan. Sohan, excuse me. Yeah, his name, I just say Jeremy. EJ Liddell is better than Sohan now, though. I know. I, I understand that. He yeah. can't shoot. I and understand. If you're a playoff team, we saw Matisse Thibault. If you can't shoot in the playoffs, it doesn't matter how good of a defender you are. You need to be able to shoot at That's some, fun, some degree. I, I, and he may be able to pass. That doesn't matter if he can't shoot. Andre Roberson, look at him in the playoffs. People just left him wide open. The passing's nice, but yeah, I, no, I, I get make you. a shot you, you can't, but I don't think you can convince me Liddell over Agbaji. If Agbaji's sitting right there, I, I, I don't think you can. Like, Where is Agbaji going to play? What you mean? You have we need DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, Io is going to play. Um, what? What is he going to play? So he's going to play point guard and he's going to play combo. Him, him and Caruso going to come on. You off have the bench. Kobe White still. He's, tra- he's getting have, traded. Oh he, he, shit! He, he, I forgot about Caruso. No, no, you don't need to forget. He's getting traded. We you don't know, know that though. No, no, we know that he's no, we gone. Don't. He's he's Caruso's getting traded. No, 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 no. Kobe White is getting Oh, traded. no, I said I forgot about Caruso. You have yeah. a lot of guards, though. But yeah. uh, the thing, Ogbaji's not going to play guard if we pick him. But you still have, even if, he's, even if he's not going to play guard, you're going to play Caruso, you're going to play Ayo, yep. you're going to play Pat Will, yep. you're going to play Kobe White if he stays. Kobe White is not going to play. All right, but whatever. If you trade Kobe <laughs> White, you're getting somebody back we that's going to play. We were running a three-guard lineup of Kobe White, Io and Caruso off the bench. You don't okay. think Agbaji could come in and do what hey, Kobe Rib, White can, can do? Can you keep it real with me? Talk you to keep me. real with me for one second. What's up? Be honest, bro. What? When y'all got Kobe White, you was you was fucking with that. You was feeling that, wasn't you? When we draft him? Yeah. I actually was not. Okay, okay. No, I, I I didn't like the pick because he's not a all the band, all the Bulls fans I know, they loved it. I was telling them, hey, he cool. I think he is six man. No, I and wanted they, um I don't remember who I wanted, but I wanted a point guard that can play make like was a playmaking type i didn't want another scoring guard so i didn't like the kobe white yeah. pick i was okay. never high enough but i, he, I he do agree cool. with john though i think the conversation is so 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 hand <laughs> or liddell because i think the bulls are taking a front court player with 18 bro you might as well prepare <sighs> no I I, I I get no i know we i just if those two on the board i don't that's that's a tough that's tough i don't know <sighs> He can the Bulls take. are another weird team. They got a lot, but a little. At we the need, same we time. need, like we got... need, we need wing defense, and we need a backup big. So, all right, I'm cool with it. Liddell's cool. Yep. You know, he's six seven though. Baji's six six, but you know what? He's strong. Cool. He's athletic. You no, know, I love this mock draft so far because I got to pick the Knicks pick, and now at pick nineteen, I get to pick for the Minnesota Timberwolves. 
So this is a great draft. Now I know that right now there they they have been a, there's rumors that they want to trade for a true center. Uh, Clint Capella was a name that surfaced. Jeremy Sohan is somebody here that is intriguing because defensively the Wolves could use more defense. But I look at the Wolves and I'm like, I kind of already got a Sohan and Jared Vanderbilt. Um, do I really want to have two of those guys? I want to add more offense. I want to add more floor spacing. I'm going with Abaji here. I'm selecting Abaji for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Great pick. That's a great pick. Gr- great pick. Great analysis. Because one of my uh, comparisons for Sohan is Jared Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you to a T with that. Um, uh, me and me and my 20th pick Spurs, we ready. You can cue the music. We 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 five picks ahead. Well, the 20th overall pick, we're gonna take um oh shit, we not prepared because I just <laughs> remember you didn't take Sohan. So do I want to take this dude or take Sohan? <laughs> you gotta um, be ready, man. Who did y'all take? I took, he took Johnny, Johnny Davis. Davis. Because we did that. <laughs> <laughs> I took Johnny, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> because we took Johnny Davis already. We're going to skip this guy who I really would love to have. Who's we're gonna just going to take, take Jeremy Sohan. I was going to take Nikola Jovic. Oh, I thought you was going to go hard. We're going to take Jeremy Sohan, man. Yeah. That's Get him the off the board. Pick. He's a steal at 20 for us. The Nuggets? four position has been vacant since I don't know when. We've been, tr- we tried Trey Lyles. We've tried, fucking, I don't know, but <laughs> Lucas Salmonich? we're going to take Jeremy Sohan. <laughs> yeah, he, that's Sohan. his last name, Salmonich. Yeah. Now this is your pick, Rev Nuggets. Um, wild card moment. Um, I like Denver's player development. I like Jamal Murray. I like Bones. The fact that he improved. You better select Jovic here. I am not gonna select Jovic here. You uh, better not select my boy and make him get lost in the sauce. <laughs> nah. Uh, this one was a tough pick because it. it all like all trolling side, it was between Jovic and Jaden Hardy because I I really do like the development. But all trolling aside, I'm gonna go Jovic. I feel like the fit here okay. is damn near perfect. I was really thinking on Jaden Hardy because I do like the development, but Jovic, I feel like he fits their scheme perfectly, and I feel like he's a good playmaker. He can potentially be a good shooter down the road, so, and I like his defensive upside. So I'm gonna go here. Now, John, you're a big Nuggets guy. Do you co-sign that pick? Yeah, solid pick. Yeah. Thanks, Can I ask Nuggets y'all a question? That was a good one. You co you co-sign and you draft it. Um, who does he guard in the NBA? Jovic. Same uh let me think. Give me a second. The same people. Uh well. They'll figure it out, right? Just throw them on a three. Yeah. Throw I think on. more sp- you have MPJ. Don't forget about that guy that you gave thirty some million dollars to. He I don't know. I still don't know who he guards. And then you got him. Now you got two guys who I don't know who guard. Well, this is the protection plan for an MPJ goes down. Um, he can shoot at a high level of more space in the NBA. The driving lanes will be less dense than they were playing overseas, so that'll help him too. That's a good pick. Playing Jokic will help a lot. Hey, man, you just need more people who can come in here and play, make like magicians and sh- be able to shoot the ball. We figured that out from, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I like him. It, it, I like him. It, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I was looking at Aaron Gordon last year, and I was asking at times, who can he guard? I'm just to be real with you. Sometimes he be looking like a cone. So, you know. Some nights he was locking up and was their best. That's why he a weirdo. Sometimes he locks. Okay. Other times he like, come on, bro. I'm going to let you know now. Jokic ain't going to have no night where he locked. It's going to all be. You don't, think he, he you don't think he guard Grant Williams? Respectfully. Yeah. Oh, that's the type of, <laughs> of dudes. You'll put him over there. You know, lock him. But also, I also I also think he would have a hard time boxing Grant Williams out. That is fair. Did That's you what not, the Joker here for? You baby. didn't consider a, 
You didn't consider a good You didn't consider Buchamp here. I did a little bit. He's such mm, him is like. Uh, he's, I want him somewhere else. So that's why I didn't pick him here. Now, John, you have the twenty-second pick. Memphis Grizzlies are on the clock, and we will take Marjan Buchamp. He fits perfect with right. that team, man. His frame and athleticism to be able to defend, grow as a three-point shooter and a perimeter talent, I think this is an awesome fit for him in Memphis. I mean, what better place to go to than with the Grizzlies? And the thing is, like, Zaire Williams was so bad last year when he first started for them, and they were so patient with him throughout the entire year. So for him, he's going to have the opportunity. Really? One way or the other off the bench. They're going to give him time. They prioritize their player development. We saw Desmond Bean. D'Anthony Melton's the one guy who, for some reason, Taylor Jenkins doesn't trust. So he is the exception to the world. I do like him, though. I don't know why. Yeah, he's good. They might trade him, too. My thing with, uh, I think we, because Tyus Jones maybe might go, right? Right? I think we all can agree. Kyle Anderson probably. Yeah, So I guess this pick is probably, because Memphis is weird. They develop well, but they also have a lot of guys. You know what I'm saying? So. He's a guy that could potentially play, but also could fall in the shuffle of the rotation. But, you know, it's a good pick. You take a swing on all these wins. One of them will eventually hit someday. Yeah, these playoff teams with and multiple Kyle picks. And Kyle Anderson is, is most likely leaving. Yeah, these Tyus these Jones. playoff teams with multiple picks, yeah. man. They, weird, man. The weird. two places I would have went with the pick, I, I like the Buchan pick. Um, you have Tyus, Tyus Jones leaving, which leaves a backup point guard vacancy. So Ty Ty Kennedy Chandler could well, think, be a pick there, too. I actually don't think he's leaving because... John Morant's injuries, due to them, he's going to miss 15, 20 games a year, and he's so valuable to that franchise, they're going to rest him. And in those games, it's integral you have Tyus off the bench. You, like, that is true. The reason why Tyus so has good, to want to come back, though. And they pay him a little more. But I, I, think, he's not I, think Kenny, I think Kennedy Chandler can be better than Tyus Jones. Oof, I don't know about that. I don't know as about a defensive that player. Mm. As, Kenny can defend, but as, yeah, he can defend. That's his best trait. To Tyus me. Jones is one of the high has the, one of the highest IQs for. A point oh, you're guard. right. You're and that's right. big for a point. Kennedy guard. Chandler is good though. I'm really high on Kennedy Chandler. I got Tyus leaving, man. Who's who's passing up a chance to be a starting point guard and make good money? When you think he never can start one? though? What teams can that? Knicks. Huh? He can start on the Knicks. No, I'm talking about like for a playoff team. No offense. We can make the playoffs. Oh. The Wizards, the Wizards would, would 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 break anything to have Tyus Jones right they now. They need a point and guard. Why would Bradley Beal is gonna come up? Bradley Beal ain't leaving. Who 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 talks about where they gonna go? Hypothetically, Bradley Beal is signing <laughs> two hundred fifty million dollar contract. He's announcing that to to the world. He's nobody says I'm gonna tell y'all where I'm going. He he can't. He cannot tell us where he's going because first of all, you have to sign and trade. And I know this is we're gonna get to the stop, but you have to sign and trade. And if he can't, if he's not signing trade, he's going to free agent market. Only five teams have the money. He's not going to the Blazers, he's not going to the fucking Pistons, and he's not going to the fucking hey Spurs. Man, K looking real glamorous to a lot of these dudes, man. <laughs> and if he went there, he would he would have a, a, a what a hundred million dollar pay. He he would be giving up two hundred and fifty million to hundred and fifty million. That's that's stupid. Well, he's going to take the money and then request the trade. Yeah, Tommy he'll, Shepherd, he'll do a signing trade. Tommy Shepard's moving some pretty bad contracts. I'm sure, sure he could do the same with Bradley Beal. I have Bradley the 23rd. Bradley 250 ain't that bad, man. I have the 23rd overall pick. 76ers are on the clock. Hey, you're Harden. When I was watching Philly last year in the playoffs, the biggest thing that stuck out to me was like, wow, they really don't have mo- a lot of players that can create their own shot, especially since James Harden was a shell of himself. This is easy. I'm going with Jaden Hardy here. I think this Great is the pick, pick I'm going to make. Damn have it. him learn under James Harden. Have him so get that tutelage. You saw what that what? you saw what that did for Cam Thomas. Cam Thomas definitely grew as a player as a rookie. Oh. I'm taking Jaden Hardy. This is easy for me. Damn, bro. Send him somewhere where he can really develop and be the dude. 
He learn, can develop he in Philly, though. Learn under James Harden. What are you going to learn? Don't be disrespectful. <sighs> now you're being disrespectful. Harden ain't a teacher, bro. Yes, he is. Respectfully, he's Cam not. Thomas thinks he is. Cam Thomas just goes watch him works out and then follow suit. I don't think that's really teaching. Now, the 24th pick, Pierre, the M- M- Milwaukee Bucks are on the clock. Anybody uh, better tough, than George Tough spot to be in because it's a team who doesn't have a lot of openings. But anybody better than George Hill, bro? True. Um, you. The thing about the Bucks is you need specific type of players because Giannis is on that roster. Um, I, I like Drew. I like Middleton. Obviously, they staying around. P.J. Tucker was nice for them. I have two guys in mind. Um, I'm trying to decide, pick between them. Both of them are white. I'm going to go Christian Braun. You know what I mean? I'm going to go Christian Braun. The reason <laughs> I was thinking this too. Braun, is he's going to be able to be a, a versatile defender. I think he can knock down shots off of Giannis. He's going to come in and, and have good habits playing at Kansas. Well, I feel like you hate and, saying um, that. Yeah, we're going to go Christian Braun. We're going to go Christian Braun. I think Christian Braun is, uh, can develop into a better version of what Pat Connaughton already gives them. Exactly. That's fair. Yep. Yeah. That's a good pick. Riv, 25th pick. You have the Spurs again. So, so far, the Spurs have taken Jeremy Sohan, Johnny Davis. Now, who do you, who's the third one that completes this trio? God damn it. I'm in such a tough spot. Um, I think this pick, they go, they reach. I think this pick would be the pick where they see a lot of, of hidden talent in the late. So, I think I'm going to reach here. I'm going to reach crazy. I'm going to reach and I might get laughed at, to be honest. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go Peyton Watson here at, at, at this pick. I'm going to reach on some insane level because his upside is ridiculous. But 6'8", long wingspan, has shown the ability to defend in spurts. So for that, coming into the San Antonio system, they need young guys who have a lot of boom-bust potential. So I'm going to go with Peyton Watson at that pick. I would have picked another guard, but nah, I ain't about to do that. So I'm, I'm going to pick another wing. 26 pick, the Houston Rockets are on the clock. John, who's your selection? They already have Jabari Smith. Don't let me get the 30th pick because y'all know who I'm picking. Jabari Smith, Terry Eason. <laughs> do you go point guard here or do one of these guys, Ty Tyre, Kennedy Chandler, go off the board at this pick? <laughs> Ty Ty and I getting picked is so funny. <laughs> we have so many guards. I, like Ty Ty would be the pick, but we don't need him. Oh. Uh, yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take Walker Kessler. We'll get the boys from oh, Auburn. Oh, shit. We'll Wait. pair him up. <laughs> what? Oh, my gosh. Over Ty- All right, come on. Over Ty Ty? <laughs> you take Walker? We don't need a backup point guard. Who's the backup point guard? Yeah, KPJ. And then who's the backup? Dennis Schroeder is oh. there, actually. Who is the second pick? Release it him. Tara Eason, right? Tara okay. Eason. Okay. Kayshawn Nix is getting the point guard minute. I didn't lock in your pick yet. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> now, that was too crazy like of a pick to lock I like this shit in. My shit say Walker <laughs> yeah, I'm about to lock this bro. <laughs> we're going Walker Kessler. Oh, you're get, sticking okay, with it. Now I'm really get, locking it we're in. We're going to keep him and Jabari Smith together. Can we do everything so what about for Garuba? Oh, what about Shangoon? Garuba. Yeah, y'all got like three centers. Y'all got a bunch of, a lot of young, is, just, Houston, just pick whatever. whatever you know, he's going to, he's a 26 pick. He's going to play 10 minutes a game. Hey, Christopher was low. Yes, Earned the it. point. Earned good it. point. To a degree. What you mean? Earned it. Got, got an edge. He was, he was solid. He had good Man. moments, but yeah. it wasn't consistent. He didn't blow you away, did he? He did blow me away, but what? I'm a big fan. So I, I'm a huge fan of him. So I was yeah, like, yeah, okay. Right. He blew me away. 
All right, the 27th overall pick. You know what's crazy? I would have picked Jaden Hardy here. The Miami Heats are on the clock, and I'm going to just tell you guys my thought process because there's a lot of pretty good prospects on the board still that I wish I could take them all. Ty Ty is intriguing just because they, I, Miami needs scoring. It's obvious. Kennedy fits the culture more because he's a, just a tenacious defender. But I'm also looking at some wings. I like Kendall Brown out of Baylor. He shot the lights out out of the ball. He can defend and he can develop um, into like more of a creator offensively. Or you can go the route of Bryce McGowan's. Kendall Brown shot the lights out of what ball? <laughs> he shot like 39% for three. How many yeah, attempts? Yeah, because though? he took four. <laughs> <laughs> Are you thinking about Wendell at all? Like a Wendell player? Wendell Moore? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not thinking about it. Okay. No. He said no. <laughs> Um, no, it's just because with the conversation we had last night, you gave me the impression that Wendell was. <laughs> no, was, I just, I just said, I just said Wendell. Like you know, um, if I could basically, AJ Griffin's a top is a lottery pick. Yeah, if I could take Wendell in the second round and pass on AJ, I'd do it. I don't even understand that logic. Like if there's, I, I take another player and I get Wendell in a second, and I feel like for the value it makes more sense for oh, me. Oh, that's Miami, Miami Wendell players, you know. But Bryce McGowan is intriguing Don't you too. Dare do what I think. Bryce McGowan is super intriguing. A guy who can create his own shot. Miami needs that desperately, but I just feel like I can't disrespect Ty Ty Washington any longer. I gotta select him here. I'm just going with Ty Ty Washington. I like your pick, and you can't change it. I I don't worry. I locked it in. No, no, t- yo, yo, Pee Wee, let's switch, bro. Who you who you got? Uh, let me get this pick, and then matter of fact, I trust you to make the right decision here. No, who is you will be after me at twenty nine? Yes. Who's picking at twenty nine? I don't know. Memphis. I know you got Memphis, the Grizzlies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could trade. You could have the Warriors. I know you like the Warriors. Go ahead. All right, twenty eighth overall pick, the Warriors select. Man, listen, the <laughs> <laughs> elites is right gone. You're, oh, you're taking Jake. Jake. <laughs> Nah, Bielitsa's probably gone. You know, um, Damian Lee is probably gone. Andre's probably going to retire. He's a coach at this point. You try to get Otto Porter Jr. back. You try to get GP back. But the Warriors have a good amount of young core and Moody, Kaminga, Wiseman. But bringing in another young guy is huge. <sighs> I was thinking about Bryce. I really am thinking about taking Bryce here. And for the right development, I think he'd be great. So you know what? Yeah, I'm hitting I'm hitting the home run. I'm going to go Bryce McGowan here. I feel like a situation like this, I, I think I tweeted it one time. I was like, Miami, Toronto, Golden State, anybody with an elite player development would be huge for Bryce McGowan. And since Miami, you missed out on him by picking. I don't even remember who you picked. Ty-Ty Washington. Yeah, you missed out on him by picking Ty-Ty. They need a point guard. Kyle Lowry is like Gabe 37. Vincent is better than Ty-Ty Washington. No, he's not. Right. No, he's not. No, I'm, I'm trying this Ty Ty disrespect is crazy. He can it's create. Good. Kentucky guard Eight tail. Now, the next. <laughs> <laughs> now yeah, I'm going. I'm going Bryce. I'm going Bryce at this pick. Player development. He's going to be great from Golden State. Just another gem in the rust for these dudes. So, dynasty is going to continue. Lock my pick in, bro. Please. I already locked it in. Thank now you. Pierre has the 29th pick. It's the Grizzlies. I pick. They have Jordan Poole and Bryce McGowan, bro. With the 29th pick, we're going to take a sleeper. A guy who, with his age, his skill set, should have been picked, in my opinion, with the upside. A guy who was a, uh, from around the way in my area. My little brother just played against his little brother a couple of days ago. We're going to go Max Christie out of Michigan State. A guy that can play with John Morant. He's going to be able to space the floor, play off the ball, 
but then his on-ball defense that he showcased at Michigan State with the offensive profile upside that he showed, the shot creation ability, tough shot maker, a guy that can come off pin downs, left way, right way, smart player, good size, a 6'5", in the grit and grind development system. Put that boy a chain on and have him thug it out with them with them Grizzly boys. That's good. And also, Grizzlies have shown they're not afraid to draft players who didn't meet expectations their freshman season. Zaire Williams was a top pick last season. Max Christie, he's, a, he's an excellent pick for Memphis. A lot of, a lot of guys who, um, you know, are high, highly touted or have potential, they don't really pan out in college. They're not really good college players. College players are usually the three, four-year guys, so. Now, John, you have the last pick in this Your mock Denver draft. The you. 30th pick in the draft. The Denver Nuggets select who? We picked Jovic, by the way, so be mindful. I, I trust John. John has shown me throughout this entire mock that he pays a lot of attention. He said everything he said about a lot of these prospects have been spot on, so I think he's going to have a good pick here. This is a tough one. He just picked Walker Kessler. That was the only questionable thing he did. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was that wasn't a. Like, he also and, made a face when I said Bradley Beal for two fifty ain't bad. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not great. Bradley Beal two fifty. What do you have? What do you have to lose? What are you using that money on? The point is, he's not good enough to be making. Like you might as well Damn. just move him for the assets. Like, what's what the point player of in the NBA? Million? How many players in the NBA are good enough to make what they make? What's more valuable? Because a large percentage of them make more than what they should. That's just the name of the game. But what's more valuable? Missing the playoffs for a fifth straight year, paying Bradley Beal fifty million to be your number one, or B trading him for a few assets? Well, to trade him, you still have to pay him. The, you still have to pay him the money. Yeah. We'll always get the assets, and we can rebuild and get a good pick instead of picking number seven or your like your. So we're going we're going to take Bradley Beal, and that? then we're going to break down his <laughs> I, contract. They always pick number seven. Yeah, that's true. And we're going to give Bradley Beal's contract to two players who don't who don't deserve the money either, because that's what you're going you're going to sign and trade him. You have to make salary match, and you're going to pull back two boys. You're going to get Tobias Harris. You're going to trade him <laughs> to the Sixers for Tobias Harris, the twenty third pick, and another high paid motherfucker who don't deserve their money, and then now you have two. Bad contracts when you could have just had one. What's, what, what are you doing with Bradley Beal? What's the point of this? Like you, you need he, to rebuild. He wants to be. He wants to be there. He's a very good player. When you put solid talent around him, he's showing he's a lot better than last year, which last year's team was ass. So I mean, when you when you put some shit, if you put the right shit around him, you could be a a, a nice team. You, you're probably not going to compete for the East regardless. Um, but yeah, I I don't see the reason on why why you wouldn't bring him. They haven't won 50 games in over 40 years. Damn. And over what? They haven't won 50 games in over 30 years, at least. But he, but but they've had good, good seasons in the 30. They've been to, you know, him and John Wall had some very good years. Let's not why, forget. Why are we settling for less is what I'm saying here. Like, what's what's the point of this? You've been on the board. Because and, what more are you getting? Hold, hold, what more you are you getting? You can rebuild and actually have a hold, better Hold on, Pee Wee. The board has like two minutes. You've expanded your two minutes on the draft board. So. We're, taking oh, Wendell, yeah. we're, we're, we're taking Wendell Moore Jr. <laughs> yeah, you really, honestly, in 2K, somebody would have picked for you. They'd have just, and they'd have picked you a bad player, too. We're taking what the Denver Nuggets are taking Wendell Moore Jr. Okay, yeah. that, that's a good pick. I like that pick. That's actually a good pick. Yeah, and Damn, that so. does it for the mock draft. So just to um, recap the draft, number one, Orlando, Shet Holmgren. Number two, OKC, Paolo Boncaro. Three, Houston, Jabari Smith. Four Kings, Keegan Moore, Murray, five Pistons, Jaden Ivey, six Pacers, Shaden Sharp, seven Blazers, Benedict Matherin, eight Pelicans, Dyson Daniels, nine Spurs, Johnny Davis, 10 Wizards, Usman Diang, 11 Knicks, Malachi Branham, 
12 OKC Jalen Duran, 13 Hornets Mark Williams, 14 Cavs AJ Griffin, 15 Hornets Jalen Williams, 16 Hawks Dalen Terry, 17 Rockets Terry Eason, 18 Bulls EJ Liddell, um, 19 Timberwolves Oshay Yabaji, 20 Spurs Jeremy Sohan, 21 Nuggets Nikola Jovic, 22 Memphis Marjan Buchamp, 23 Sixers Jaden Hardy, 24 Bucks Christian Braun, 25 Spurs Peyton Watson, 26 Rockets Walker Kessler, 27 Heat Ty Ty Washington, 28 Warriors Bryce McGowans, 29 Grizzlies Max Christie, and the last pick in the first round, Nuggets select Wendell Moore Jr. <coughs> I think we did a really good job in this draft. I think that every team with these picks would have a would be smiling with these picks. This could be a nasty draft. I ain't going front. Like a really yeah, I think good we draft. did a good job because a lot of these teams ain't keeping out on picks. So yeah, what was the worst pick last year? Was it Aaron Henry or Usman Garuba? It was definitely Josh Primo. It was Usman Garuba. No, I'm talking Davion about Mitchell. Oh, in our Davion mock draft. Mitchell. Oh, us? You. Walker Kessler. No, I'm talking about like last year. Walker Kessler is not that bad of a pick. You're getting rim protection. Alperen Sengun does not provide that. Jabari Smith, he gets to play a walker like he did in college, so he can support him in those minutes. And then the other big Guzman Garuba, I mean, he's going to have to earn those minutes, so I don't have to tell you. You think Kessler's rim protection is going to translate to the NBA? I think he can defend in space fine. Well enough, they trusted him on the perimeter to defend, right? And then you add his rim protection. I think at number 26, is good value to pair him up with who you just took with the third overall pick. So you're investing quite a lot into him, right? If you're talking about the top three. Um, so for me, that rim protection parallel on Jabari's versatility so as a defender, I think it's proper. You view Walker Kessler as a starter or just as a role player? Only? A role player. I yeah. think he'll be a backup big. So you like yeah. Shingun. You're high on Shingun. Oh, I love Shingun. Okay. I think he's the starter, but... You need some rim protection, and you're getting him his same guy from Auburn that he sorry he thrives with. So I don't. Know, I think rim protection. Maybe yeah, that's it. fair. That's fair. That's fair. I don't know. Sometimes seven footers, realistically, rim protection from seven footers, it looks good in hindsight, but sometimes they they look just dumb. People are. I think there's some stock in his shooting. I don't know. I don't have any. Yeah, oh, yeah. I don't have any personally. Yeah, it, I think we did a good good job last year. I, the worst pick, uh, Usman and Garuba. Yeah, Drew picked him in the lottery. Aaron Top Henry, 10. too, right? Yeah, I picked Aaron Henry. You did? I was high on Aaron in Henry last year. No, what? I did not. Not in the lottery. Oh. No, I picked Aaron oh Henry at like, <laughs> I picked Aaron Henry like pick 26, wherever the uh, Philly Philly was picking. Yeah, no, Drew picked Garuo top 10. That was a top 10 pick. You're got, I remember exactly where I was. I was listening. Your reaction was priceless. We should play that. Put that in. Who's been a Garuba? He was the eighth he, overall pick. And he over broke France. it down, and we're just looking at him like, nah. Who's That ain't. He did pick Jalen Suggs at five, though. What was he on? Was he trying to be funny? <laughs> <laughs> nah, he wasn't. Oh, wow. You know Drew don't be trying to be funny. He be dead ass. It's <laughs> funny that he missed this after he picked the Celtics. <laughs> it's Dubs funny because six, he was going against the whole panel. And he was like, all right, when I'm right, we're going to look back on this. <laughs> uh, but it's funny. Um, let's go on to the show, the topic list on the show. And let's start off with Christian Wood. Now, the Dallas Mavericks traded for Christian Wood. The Rockets, in return, got Trey Burke, Sterling Brown, Boban Marjanovic, and the 26 overall pick, which means that they didn't really trade much outside of the first-round pick, pick 26, to get Christian Wood. Now, how much better does he make the Mavericks? Now, Pierre, I want to start with you. I'm curious to hear what you think, because talking to John and Riv earlier, 
I know they're not high on this move. I'm curious to know your thoughts. Wow. What? <laughs> uh, high on the move or high on Christian Wood? Or both? Thank you. Both. Thank you. Both. Both. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I'm high on the move just because you can get, you gave up four guys who absolutely don't play in a 26 pick who you Christian Wood is better than. Um, I, to be honest with you, though, I think it's, it's a good it's a win for the Mavericks, obviously. I just don't – I'm not ready to go out on a limb and speak on Christian Wood because I don't know who Christian Wood is, and I don't think anybody does. I think everybody's just guessing. Um, obviously, he's going to be better with, with Luka, but I don't – he went to Houston to play with James Harden and didn't get to play with James Harden. Instead, we've seen him play with guys that I don't think are uh, NBA talent guys. And even when he, before to get him that contract, it was just like flashes of things. I don't think we've really seen – Christian Wood and in a Dallas Maverick environment with a player like Luca with a head coach like Jason Kidd on a contending team, uh, we may see a different version of him or we may see him more of in a role player role. So I, I, I really don't know. I'm kind of in between. I, I see everybody's uh, perspective clear. I see you talking highly of Christian Wood. Maybe he can make all star game with the, what I've seen in the NBA. If you start, there's a potential chance for you to make an all star game. So shit, I'm not counting them out, but I'm all I'm, I'm not willing to put everything on the line and say that this guy is going to have an all-star year. Uh, I think the chances are very low, but it is a possibility. But I do think at the end of the day, the Mavericks upgrade, he goes to a good situation and that's the win in the trade for them. You know, I love the wording that you used there because you said nobody knows who Christian Wood is yet. And that's true. There's a lot of people guessing and they're guessing wrongly because they're counting him out and they think that he's not (laughs) who I know he is. Now, Christian Wood is about to blow everybody's socks off in, in, in Dallas. He's really going to go crazy. Now, I will be realistic because, you know, people may hear this and think I'm being unrealistic throughout this whole thing. So I'll say, worst case scenario, Christian Wood is averaging 15 for Dallas on excellent efficiency and is a great piece for them. That's worst case scenario. But on the high end and what's actually probably most likely 80% chance going to happen is that he's going to be that second star next to Luca. And I know they've been searching for that. He's a perfect pick and roll player for Luca. He's a great cutter. He's good in the post. He can operate as a role man or pop out to the three point line. And most importantly, now he's playing with increased space. So he shoots 50% um, from three, two to four feet away from his closest defender, which means that he's great at taking contested threes. He's great at making them. He shoots 37% on open threes, 40% on wide open one. And Christian Wood, people often say, well, he's not going to have the usage in Dallas that he had um, in Houston. But in his best season in Houston, which was his first year in the 2021 season, he had a 25% usage. KP this past season in Dallas had a 28% usage and he shot 28% from three, which is something that KP, we, we thought he was going to be a good three-point shooter. Christian Wood is actually a good three-point shooter. And people have been making this Christian Wood versus KP comparison. Oh, it's just KP all over again. Them two are two different, totally different players. It's not even right to compare the two. The only thing you can compare is the ego thing, the attitude. And Christian Wood, to me, is somebody that is highly confident in himself, and that ego could get in the way and could blind him on who, on what his role should be on the Mavericks. But if he buys in to this winning culture, which I think he will, he is going to have a career season. 
Christian Wood versus KP. Christian Wood, 49% um, in the post he shot this past season on 8.9% frequency. Chris Tops, 43% on 22% frequency. Chris Tops gets used much more in the post. Christian Wood, not as much, but is still more efficient when he gets those opportunities. Christian Wood's post-up stats, 1.6 possessions per game, so he's not posting up too much. 9.6% frequency, 0.95 points per possession, shoots 49%. From the field when he does that and 53% score frequency when he's in the post. So that means for every opportunity he gets in the post, he's scoring half of those. That's how good Christian Wood is. And mind you, I actually looked at Pascal Siakam's post-up stats too. 1.9 possessions per game, so the same as Christian Wood. Um, 0.92 points per possession, so Siakam is worse. He's generating less offense from the post. And he actually has a 15.4% turnover frequency compared to Christian Wood's 11.7% turnover frequency. So Christian Wood is scoring more efficiently than Siakam in the post. He's less turnover prone in the post than him, and it's on the same volume as him. Now, I don't want to make this a Christian Wood versus Siakam thing, but this is just to show you that he is capable of high play in that area while not asking for much volume in that. And now we look at Christian Wood's role man stats. 1.2% zero points per possession on rows. That's better than Bam Adebayo, Jonas Valanciunas, Yusuf Nurkic, Nikola Jokic, and Anthony Davis. Now, is he the is he the role man that AD and Jokic are? He is not. But is he better than Bam in that area? I believe so. Is he better than Jokic in that area? I believe so. The fact that Christian Wood can roll and also pop out to the three-point line, I think is huge for Dallas. And let me just ask you guys a question. Who on Dallas this past season was able to really be Luka's pick-and-roll partner and generate offense? Who was able to do it? It was Dwight Powell versus teams like Minnesota. So okay, no it was, nobody was able to do it. So Christian Wood now has a solidified role that you and Luka are going to be the one and two because Luka's a high pick-and-roll player. Now he finally has a pick-and-roll partner. Christian Wood, excellent rebounder, 14th in rebounding. 37% of his rebounds were contested. And the biggest worry that everybody has for him is defensively. But overall, his defensive field goal percentage this past season was at 47%, which was the same as Siakam. Siakam was at 46.9%. Okay, I know. I understand that. Siakam's at 46.9%. And Christian Wood was ninth in field goals attempted, field goals defended per game. So he was defending a lot of shots, and he's not this net negative defender. If anything, in Houston, he was an average defender. He was lazy on closeouts. But these are the three reasons why Christian Wood is going to succeed in Dallas. Number one, he's talented on his own already. With James Harden, he was averaging 23-10 and 10 in seven games. Then James Harden gets traded. Houston wins six straight games. Christian Wood goes down with injury. They lose 20 straight. Christian Wood is talented. That's number one. Number two, Luka is a generational player and playmaker that's going to make Christian Wood's life a whole lot easier. And number three, Jason Kidd is going to demand defense and Christian Wood is going to buy in. A year from now, we are going to be talking about Christian Wood as one of the more important players on the Dallas Mavericks and one of the more, one of the more slept on moves that happen this offseason because this is going to propel them into true contention i believe <coughs> and tim hardaway jr is coming back and i'm high on tim hardaway jr too the only thing i disagree with you with 
is this going to be one of the most slept on moves? I think people paying attention to this move. Like okay. Dallas Mavericks just got a starting quality this player. Is, this is nothing. what he, you see what he did here. He, he, he made it seem like we're low on the move. No. Oh, you're low on Christian Wood. No, we're not. We're, we're, we're not low on the, the move was a great move because like you gave up Boban, who aside from him being a nice guy in the locker room, does literally nothing else. You gave up that in a pick for Christian Wood. So you got nothing back for something. Christian Wood is a big, big upgrade from Dwight Powell. Nobody's denying that. But it's the other stuff you're going into. You've been pushing this Woods top forty. He is him top and Siakam. It, there isn't like him. They're on. They could be on the same level. I never said that. I said. I said. There's not this huge gap between the two. There's not a huge gap you between think he's the better two. Than those players. He's no better shot. than Mikael Bridges. Get he, out of here. He's at number fifth, forty-seven. He's better than him, forty-seven. Let me look at your top forty. You made a Get top forty. Yeah. Well, first off, the six he's better than Ben Simmons. Bye. He's at thirty eight. No, he's not. The, the six Christian Wood is better than who? Ben Simmons. He's oh. better than no, him. no. He's not. Yes, he is. No, no, he is not. And he's going to have a better season than Sabonis. So get Sabonis out of here. First off, the okay, sixteen. What you're going too far now. You're going too far. Mm-hmm. You are going too far. He's not better. He's not better than Ben Simmons. Come on. Unless you're talking about Ben Simmons who don't play, then sure. Fucking <laughs> when is he going to play? That's an all bad player. Come on, man. Ben Simmons, yes, he's an all-NBA player by default. He made the all-star game because Goran Dragic got hurt. I mean, he didn't make the all-NBA team because somebody got hurt. He made the all-NBA team because he made the all-NBA team. I don't know what Ben Simmons I'm getting. I don't know. You don't know what Christian Wood you're getting. I do know. You know know. what Ben Listen, now, if you want to talk about all the last year, Ben Simmons deserved it. But when Ben Simmons has been on the floor, you've known exact. He's one guy that you know exactly what you're gonna get. Yeah. He's not shooting the damn ball. He's <laughs> guarding all over the play. I mean, all over the place. He can guard. Literally, they throw around at one through five, one through like five. Players Legitimately, one through five. Second in, in in the defensive player of the year, and he lost to a guy who had a historic defensive metric ratings and all that shit with Rudy. <laughs> and a dude can play make out of this world. And if you put him at somewhere. With a guy like fucking Kevin Durant, even though the Nets is going to be fucked up, Ben Simmons is going to be a different player. So okay, we're not I doing agree. The ben Simmons thing. Simmons, Pascal, have Adam. Simmons, I know. 16, 8, and 8, he's giving me every single night. I know he's giving me elite defense. But what happens in the playoffs? He's all the playoffs. <laughs> but his ben game Simmons can translate playable? to the playoffs. Huh? Ben Simmons is not unplayable in the playoffs. Come on now. Uh, damn near he is. In he his is. entire career, he had one shitter series. One. Mm. One. He's had and now two. He's saying he unplayable. Versus Boston. They were leaving him wide open back when Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown were rookies. People not going to guard him for sure. But if you put four shooters around him, you, you have to guard him. Okay, but you're telling me, Ben Simmons, you're telling me in order to maximize him, I have to completely overhaul my roster to fit him. Christian Wood, no, I don't got to do that. No, no. I mean, if, if the Nets had a full year with him, KD and Kyrie, I think they figured it out. If they had a legitimate four, not a year where he's going through his thing, Kyrie's playing uh, half the time because of COVID and and, and uh, uh, booster shots and shit off vaccines, but a full year, like like hypothetically, if Kyrie had two years on his deal, we didn't have this contract issue that came up today, and we knew you was going to go into the season with Kevin Durant, Ben, and Kyrie, and you knew they were all going to be there at the start of the year. They have this whole offseason to now Put the shit around those two. I don't not think it's that far fetched to be able to do that. You already have Seth Curry, excuse me. So you have you could possibly have a lineup of Seth Curry or Kyrie Irving, Seth Curry, Kevin Durant, 
You give Ben some minutes at small ball five, and you just put another motherfucker out there who can defend. Look, I like your logic. I like the way you think. Give me this lineup. Tell me how you feel about this lineup. Kyrie Irving, Seth Curry, Joe Harris, Kevin Durant, and Ben Simmons as a small ball five. I I love that lineup. I love the potential of that lineup. But you're you're telling me, had Ben Simmons played and they had a full season together, they would have figured it out. Tell me. Where has Kyrie Irving ever been that he's been able to figure things out when he's been uh, asked to figure things Cavalier. out? <laughs> Kevin Durant, he's figured things out when things were actually tough because when he joined Golden State, it was su- – I mean, they were favorites. Who wouldn't figure out in that situation? Gordon Hayward would have went there and won with them. I swear to God. So I'm just saying that. What have they shown me as leaders that they can figure it out and they can get bent on the right track? I, I have a hard time believing that. Now, I, I like the potential of Ben Simmons. But you also had Sabonis on your list. Christian Wood has a better year than Sabonis next year. I'm not denying that. Here, here's the thing. We all like Christian but Wood. But you also have to live with the opportunity. The, 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 not to cut you off, John. I'm sorry. But you also have to live with the situation that Sabonis could easily have a, a, a better year than Christian Wood. Easily. He like can. he's been doing. No, he can. He can. I, I'm not disagreeing. But I'm going to push this Christian Wood thing all season long. All year long. And I can't wait until the season starts. Well, I'm gonna shut up and let John have you because it seems like he got a lot of shit to say. I ain't even finished. I'm about to cook him. So we got into this Ben Simmons, <laughs> Christian Wood debate. You said Ben Simmons is unplayable in the playoffs. Yeah, Christian Wood has never played NBA basketball. <laughs> this is the first time for him. Yeah, oh, so that's first. And I'm happy most. for him. We all like Christian Wood. He's a super skilled big that can shoot, pop. We, we like him. Very good player. We're not denying he's a very good player in a top 60, top 50, whatever. And he's going to have a career year at Luka because with James Harden, he shot 26% from deep and he still averaged 24 with him. And that was when Harden wasn't even trying. We get how good he is offensively, but there's questions with him. That is why no one's saying he's going to blow everyone away because we haven't seen him in the postseason. It's a great move because they gave the 26 pick. But how was it that they were able to get him so easily? How come no one else, if the Rockets could have gotten more than just a 26 pick and four players didn't pay, then why didn't they? No one was interested. I'll answer that. For one, Rockets clearly just want a first-round pick. They're just rebuilding. Number two, Christian Wood is on, on a contract year. So he is not somebody that if a team trades for, why am I going to trade significant assets for somebody who's on a one-year contract? He's getting paid like $14 million. Yeah, you don't have to trade significant assets, He's getting paid $14 million. Though. But that's what I'm saying. That's why I don't think any team out there was able to really wanted to get him. Because they didn't want him. Char- the Charlotte Hornets don't even have a coach right now. So I don't think they were in the sweepstakes. And even then, just them needing a defensive presence, it probably didn't fit. What about Memphis? They have multiple first-round picks. They have caps. Who too. are they trading for Christian Wood, though? The Anthony Melton. That's that. That's the question we're asking you. I, I don't know what Memphis can trade on that roster that would get Christian Wood or who they Why? would want because to trade. The Anthony Melton in a, in a first round, it's getting Christian Wood, bro. So let me okay. The Anthony Melton, yeah, the dude that played hey, more than all the other four the Rockets players. Yeah, like they, they, that. You that can get contracts his, don't match. Memphis, Memphis has a ha- little. They have a little bit of cat. Where uh, the Anthony Melton is going to pay like three mil. He bro. just paid eight million dollars, bro. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. I don't know if the contracts work or not, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't want to talk about hypotheticals because it's you, obvious. That's what you're talking it, about. No, though. no, no. Essentially, it, your propaganda obvious. is it's, built it's, off. But I, I'm talking about. I don't want to. No, hold up. Wait, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. It is for one. For for one. I don't want to talk about hypothetical situations of where he could have landed because ultimately he's a Dallas Maverick. You're talking about and Luca's smiling right now. Number two, 
it's not a hypothetical because everything I've given you are actual t- statistics no, 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 no. that show he's good at and what I'm no, telling no, no, you he's no, no, good no, no, at. No, 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 no. Every, That's not a hypothetical. Every, everything you've given me is what he's done wait, wait, hold on, hold on. in a losing okay. situation. Okay, you're right. You're right. Fair. Okay, you're right. It's not Christian Wood's fault that he signed with the Rockets and then James Harden was traded. I agree. He thought he was playing with James Harden. I agree. Nobody's blaming to him. To that. that point, he's been trying to fight his way into the NBA. When he got those minutes in Detroit, he showed enough to now garner a contract that Houston gave him. He's been having to fight an uphill battle to even play in the NBA. Now he's here. It's unfortunate what happened in Houston, but it's not a reflection of the type of player that he is. Joel, me and you both know very well, being Knicks fans, them stats don't mean shit. (laughs) Julius Randle had all of those stats and, and took Christian Woods MIP and came back and that shit didn't mean nothing. Had a, a, a nasty ass year. So <laughs> I agree. I agree with you. But we but we knew who Julius Randle was. What? And I will say that Julius Randle had a career year. I did not sit up here and overreact to that career year. I did not. It made me not know who he was either. Hold on, because because hold like, on, because Julius Randle up in, before that All NBA season. Didn't really see much winning basketball also. The same as Christian Wood. Okay. He went there. He had a career. He he flopped the first year. The next yeah. year, he had a career year. Yeah. Then the next year, he went back to who he was. Okay. What's to say Christian Wood, which is yeah. what we're all saying, mm-hmm. you're jumping the gun. Yeah, mm-hmm. Christian Wood. This, yeah. And nobody's Huge denying move. that it's this a is a good move. move. Is yeah, this a move is to a say, move. yeah, Dallas is the best team in the West? Hell no. no. They, is they this a move not. to say that they're the championship favorites come not. out the West? Hell they no. Is this even a move to say they can make the... People are still going to say yeah, the Clippers are better. People are 100%. still going to say the Warriors are better. People mm, might still even know. say Denver is better. Because that would move, Yo, don't move no, the no, Joker. Not to cut you off, Riff. You just said you don't know about the Mavericks beat the Warriors being better than the Mavericks. No, are I said the serious? Clippers. I said the Clippers. It's the same. My no, it's not. Luka took the Clippers to seven two years in lost. a row. He lost. With the worst roster. Christian Wood changes that? Yeah, he can. He can. KP didn't show up for what for that series. If KP shows up, they get past the Clippers. Yo, bro, what? They get past the Clippers if KP shows up. Yes, they do. Know if Wood's gonna show up. Wood is gonna that show. Clippers I know team he's gonna is show not up. the same, by the way. No, it's not even close to the and same. And their coach isn't Doc Rivers. It's, it's, it's not even close to the Bats. same. It's not. Don't. They had Ty Lue actually. They had Ty Lue. The second time they played, yeah, they had Ty Lue. Yeah, I mean, Ty Lue is kind of screw. He does that a lot. He screws around and goes down too well. Okay, well, all right, whatever. But, but they had Ty Lue. Yeah, they're coaching Doc, though. And, they, like, first and you, Luka you is also, Luka's better than Kawhi Paul George now. He's surpassed them significantly. First of all, it doesn't matter about all that. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. wait, 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 wait. We're not going to do this Luka's a top four player in the league. Even, listen, wait, wait, wait. He has to be six or seven. Why is he six or seven? Over Behind who? The gap is so small between those guys. Hold on, hold no, on. I know. I know. Pee-wee, give me a second. It okay, doesn't matter bad. if Luke is a top four player in the world. It legit doesn't it does, matter because he you know definitely no, wait, he's you know taking him to the wire. You know why? Both it does, times. You know why it doesn't matter to me? Because Kawhi is a top six, seven player in the league, so that cancels out. Paul George is significantly, and no, no, the gap is Grand Canyon better than everybody I, on Dallas outside of Luca. And on top no, of that, Christian Wood, as mm-hmm. good as he is. The reason why Luka had fun in those seven-game series is because Ivica Zubak is running out there playing freaking chicken with no head because He's he can't guard Luka. He is. But when they developed and they figured out, yo, we're just going to run four wings and one guard, bigs like even Carl Anthony Towns, right. who is a better offensive player, 
by far mm -hmm. has fits with that small ball lineup because they can run four oh, yeah. wings that can guard one through five. You mm -hmm. telling me Christian Wood, Mr. He shot this from the catch and shoot. He did all this pick and roll. <laughs> I don't care about that. They get all that garbage. You think he's going to post up against the Clippers in a small ball lineup and actually go get no, buckets? I don't you think. I, like, I, and, and, Christian Wood isn't this, changing and, and, that series. And this, this he's is your, not that guy. And this, I'm and sorry. And this, he's good, and, 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 but he's and not. This is, and this is your problem, Riff. Your problem is that whenever you like to go on these monologues, you like to put things in my mouth that I've never said. First, wait, oh, wait. Okay, okay. For one, this this is the thing. Never once did I say Christian Wood is posting up the Clippers. Neither once did we mention that matchup. I'm just you saying. Said no, no, wasn't better. But That's what you said. I'm just said. I said Christian I don't was know. That. Okay. Can I finish? I said, I don't know if the Clippers are significantly better. I know the Warriors have championship pedigree and they have the most unguardable offensive engine arguably in NBA history in Steph Curry. I know that. With the Clippers, I seen Luka They're take that. They're not the that, same team. I seen them. I seen Luka take that team to seven. They're not the same team. So you can't keep saying that team. They're not the same team. They're literally not the last same team. Last time they played last year in the playoffs, what's so different? That Norman they, Powell was not walking. Oh, Robert he Wayne, changes Robert Covington significantly for yes, me. No, he, no, he doesn't. Luca's cooking Who? Robert Covington. It doesn't matter. Not, you keep talking about Luca. Luca's gonna do what Luca does. He's been I doing. Know. It. We're talking and about Luca, the Kristen Woodman. What is no, he no, no, gonna okay, do? But my my analysis on the Clippers not being significantly better is because team, of Luca. And the you know Mavericks aren't the same team. You know, it was linked to them as soon as that news came out. Kyrie Irving. Not saying they should do it, but I'm just saying. I love Kyrie that. Irving with Paul George and Kawhi. Is is that's not the same. Look, team. if they get Kyrie, of course, this is not an argument. They don't need Kyrie. Okay. They don't even need but Kyrie I'm to be better than But I'm Dallas. talking about. You're telling me the Clippers. Oh, you're giving me this hype. You're actually going by hypotheticals because from what we've seen with this group, with the core of Kawhi and Paul George, they choked in the bubble, blew a three-one lead, they didn't play this year. and they went to the WCF. And then didn't you're, play this without right. Kawhi. All right. The Mavericks actually went to West Conference Finals with Luka leading them this yeah, past season. Yeah, when they season. didn't play. You see how the Clippers didn't play and they ended up getting to the... But they, what, beat, they what, beat the but, first but, team but, in the conference in the Phoenix Suns. See, but you see what the difference is? When the Clippers are hurt, Dallas all of a sudden can get somewhere. So, Do you see the, the, the logic behind this? The Clippers, Who's to say they wouldn't have beat the Clippers? You, you don't, don't know that. We don't know that. We don't know a, that. That's a hypothetical. You don't, I'm, I'm just saying. Hypothetical I, I'm right just now. saying. <laughs> The, I said I don't know if the Clippers are better than the Mavericks because the Christian Wood thing okay, is a move for you. That's a major let me, move. For let me you. Add, no, because I view the Clippers as a, as a legit title contender. And but Christian I do. Wood, if, if I were if look, look, if wait, I were wait, to wait, rank it, one question: If they didn't get Christian Wood, would you think and be a hundred percent honest? Would you think Dallas had a chance to beat the Clippers in the series? Be honest. If they didn't get Christian Wood, depending on how their offseason went, yes. No, talk about as of right now, like they didn't get Christian Wood, they had the team they were going with. Did you think that they can beat the Clippers in a series? I wouldn't favor them, but it would go the distance still. But you still had the Clippers winning, right? Yes. And ultimately. now with Christian Wood, you think Dallas can beat them? I think yes, they can. So beat the, them. the Christian Wood was the move that ultimately put them over the top for you for, against the Clippers. Ultimately, though, it's Luca. Though that's the thing, it's Luca that they have. Luca can't be Luca, but it changes when Christian me, Wood gets there. No, you're just you're just telling. You think I think Christian was this huge difference as to why they're going to beat the Clippers? You've been pushing I never, that agenda. I never said that. For one, we're talking about. I think Christian Woods, for uh -huh. one, I'm pushing the agenda. He's going to have a career season. Now, let me ask you these questions. Talk to me. Talk is to me. he Talk not to a me. great? Is he not great in the pick and roll? Yes. What does pick Luka, and pop? Yes. What the, pick and roll. All that. As, yes. Yeah. What does Luca do best? Pick and roll. Okay. Is who's going to be? Who's going to be his partner? Christian Wood. So that's not hypothetical. That's a that's projection a, that's a, that's off a, a fact that's going to happen. Now let's ask this question. Right? Jason Kidd had a great defense last year, right? Yeah. Is Christian Wood a great defender? 
Is Christian a great rim protector? Answer those. Don't don't give me nothing. Here's a good one. Can he's he guard a good the post? One. Can he's, he guard the post? No, he's too he's too frail. I agree. I okay, never man. said he's an all world defender. No, but just, but I do understand. I do understand this. Christian Wood's defensive issues stem from effort. Nobody's putting effort on the Rockets. Who who's putting effort on the Rockets? Nobody. Wow. On Dallas, he's going to put in effort. We've seen Luca. He got hunted by Chris Paul. Jason Kidd called him out. Luca understood he had to play better defensively. What happened? He played better defensively. Dinwiddie what, was games? better defensively. Brunson, who people view as a bad defender, was good defensively for them this season. It's okay for me to say and project that under Jason Kidd's tutelage, Christian Wood will not be a liability on defense like everybody's projecting him to be. There's a large difference between, between your guard defensively and the backbone of your defense at the center position. And against that Clippers matchup, yeah, he can take advantage of a mismatch against like Jonas Valanciunas, right? His speed and shooting can take that and they, he can turn that into a mismatch. Against the Clippers, when Zubats is off the floor, he's not hunting a certain mismatch. Because Outside of Reggie Jackson, who's he going to hunt? Kawhi, I just want to clarify this. Next year, my early predictions for the West... As the top teams, number one is Golden State. Number two is the Clippers. Number three is going to be Dallas. But let me tell you this. Okay, you went on the whole monologue trying to diminish my take on the Clippers and Mavericks and stuff. If they do indeed face in the playoffs, what does that series go to? Clippers and six. Yeah. Clippers and six. So, oh, it doesn't go seven. Both times it went seven. It doesn't go seven with Luka getting better each year. Even if it does go seven, Christian Wood doesn't put me in a position to okay, say they will win the, but this the is, series. But this is the difference. If the series does go seven, you are then telling me the Mavericks have a chance to beat them. If you think a series goes the length, you are telling me that team has a chance to win. If you don't pick them to win, is different. I don't think it does. Neither does hate. But None you, but don't. it's the chance that matters. And as long as I have Luca on my what squad, the hell are we, doing we here? have the chance. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah, we have to listen. First and foremost, when you you put the, you had them two and three behind each other in your projection, whatever. Any team that is two and three in seeding, it probably will be close. We at that point, nobody gives a fuck about the close. It's if they're going to win the series or not. And all of us would pick the Clippers from what we know now, because I like like we just mentioned, it's a whole offseason. The Clippers have money with guys like Norman Powell. They can easily make a sign and trade on some Kyrie shit and have a differently total team. But ultimately, they win. I don't think Luca cares if it goes game seven. I don't think Jason Key gives a fuck if it goes seven <laughs> if they're not going to win the series. So unless you think they're going to win, the length of the series don't matter. Yep, I think they would win that series. There you go. That's all yeah, I want to do. Okay, no, but this, the difference is that I was getting annoyed at you acting like they don't have a chance to I don't beat think them. I, They it, have a chance I don't to think, beat I think no matter how long the series goes, the Clippers will win. I, that's Pierre, I do, do the, do the Matt... According to you, do they have a, uh, at least a chance to beat the Clippers? Yeah, they will have a chance. Okay, I mean, that's what I'm saying. saying. When you make it to the playoffs and you're, you're being, in the playoffs, if yeah. we're just being real, it's basketball. One to eight, you have a chance. Yeah, you want to get okay, okay, but, but you are getting chance. very technical. No, you are being no, technical. No, I, I am just no, Pierre. I want no. Get, give me. <laughs> do they have a fifty percent chance to beat the Clippers? A ten percent? I want to know what you think. Percentage it's way is. higher than ten. I ain't gonna okay because like like you have Luca exactly. But I, I would give the Clippers like sixty five percent chance of winning that. Okay, that I like that because those are good numbers to work with. I like the thirty five percent chance. I do that. That's a that's a good. That means that you at least think. They have a chance to win. 
You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, not I mean, like a I mean, it's not I mean, like a Jason, one seed versus eight seed where you know, oh yeah, it's yeah, there's a chance, but it's a puncher's <laughs> chance. The Mavericks right. don't have a puncher's chance against the Clippers. They have a legitimate this chance. Is, this is why the technicality thing is stupid. Ten percent, thirty five percent, forty percent. A chance is a chance regardless of the number. I don't care and about also, the number. And also, if we was the if we was the gamble and put money on it, you're not yeah. putting money on Dallas. You I, just, am. I am. I am. Fact, you think girl. they can win? I am. I, no, I, would I do it. I think if, if money was on the line, nobody's putting money on Dallas right. to beat the Clippers. All right. well, Especially well, not with a Kristen Wood okay. move. I'm okay. sorry. Well, well, you putting money okay. on the Mavericks and he would not put money on the Mavericks. Yes, I would. He would not. That's a real way to put it. When you money on so you put money. I see what. So what you want to do? I look. I look. Look. I know. I look. I look crazy up here like I got four eyes, googly eyes. But, Ray, if you are the same person that told me the Phoenix Suns were going to beat the Dallas Mavericks in five, I and I picked Wait, the I Mavericks to win that series. Five. I, I picked five. the Mavs in that series. I didn't say five, though. Please so don't, don't, this don't is not do the that. first time that I've gone Hold out of the limb on the Mavs, Wait and I've been correct. Let me interject. It's not the first time. He tried to put lies It's not the first time. After game two, you said the Suns were sweeping the Mavs. So I don't no, want to hear that. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you tweeted that, bro. You said, I wouldn't be surprised if the Suns go on the sweep. They're just a much better team. And I was trying to tell you. Did I say it on the show? Yeah, and I was trying to tell you. Okay, on the show, you picked the Tims to beat Memphis, too, though. If we want to pull up L's, you also pick Brooklyn. I picked... I picked Brooklyn with you. It's a lot of L's. We yeah, took. I, I picked. Listen, look, man, we've all fucked up with no, that. That's a that fact. That's, that's a fact. But we're talking about the Mavericks right now, and I picked the Mavs. That's fine. You can take the Mavs. I'm saying you gonna lose. I love was... Jason Kidd. I love Luca. We all agree with you. Christian Wood chances of having a career year skyrocket. But you talked about All Star. You said all NBA. You talk about year. This, this a year for look. Christian Wood won't be all NBA third team. There are way too many great fours in the league. Okay. He'll be an all-star though. That was a hyperbole by me. I'll admit it. He can be an all-star in the West. Okay. He can. And I'm projecting him. Look, he's at least going to average 20 and 10. I think he's averaging 23 and 10 though. 20 and 10. And, okay. That's, that's fine. Are you locking him in as an all-star? I'm not going to lock it in. No. Thank you. Okay. So after all but, that. But we also understand that just because you don't make an all-star game doesn't mean you're not an all-star caliber player. So lock in, lock in, lock in, because I guarantee... Jalen Brown didn't make an all-star this game. Is, this is my guarantee. He they won't make be a top 40 game. NBA player next year. That could, I will guarantee that one. He won't be a top 40 NBA player in the NBA. There are well, 30 people that make the all-star game. He won't be top 40. I'm telling you well, that. Listen. Don't, don't, tell, don't give Injuries, me the... He, don't give me... You know. he, oh, Luca. Yeah, we get it. He's going to play with Luca, So okay. he's going to look better. Okay. Like, for my eyes, he's going to look much much better. Well, for one. But you, like, top. Well, for one. Well, for uh, one. Top 40, there's a lot of subjectivity in that list when it comes to, I mean, you had Mikel as a top 50 player. I didn't have Although that. he does two things well and that's it. I didn't have that. No, it is a lot more than two things well. Okay. I, I mean, okay. I don't think. I apologize. I'm going to say I've this. I don't think Mikel's top 40. Okay. I'm going to tell you that. I, I said, no, he said top 50. 47. Okay. But I will. I don't know about let, that let's either. Take, let's take subjectivity out of this. Who's a better he will have player. a top forty statistical season. That's, not, okay, that, that's right. a fact. Okay, that's fine. That's a fact. That's, that's okay. With Luca, that's going to be easy. Good for him. Oh, now okay, yeah. Look, people want to throw that around. Oh, oh yeah, because of Luca. All right, I don't care. That's who he's playing with. Okay. That, that's that's why. I'm, be, that's why I'm projecting him this so high because he's playing with that, that guy. Forget that. Let's go by his position. He's going to play the five, right? He can play the four or five. Yeah. So he's gonna, pretty much he's going to. Let's say he's going to lock in at the five. Yeah. He's going to be better than Bam next year. He can be. Yeah. He's going to be better than Gobert. Mm, no. 
He's going to be better. Wait, he can have a no wait. He can have a better statistical season than Gobert. Hell yeah. What statistic no in terms of what? Uh, just rebounding and scoring, or yeah. like what are you talking about statistics? What well, defensively, Gobert, we know. What so he is we're not even going to acknowledge. But, defense off, but offensively, he's not close to Christian Wood. What if Gobert gets? So how is Charlotte? Christian Wood an automatic guess over Bam? Because Bam is going to give you defensively. Defense, Bam, Bam is going to clear him. Look, Bam in the playoffs offensively showed me something that I didn't. He was a liability on offense. You can't talk about something Wood has never played in. You just can't. He's never been close. Well, Bam averaged nineteen and ten last. Year. Do I think Christian Wood does does better than that? With the yes. defense, though. But the defense. He, he doesn't give you the defense, but you so know. he didn't have a better season. But I feel like for what the Mavericks need, Christian Wood fits that better. I mean, offensively. Wood offensively. To, okay, offensively. He's closer to Norman Powell than he is Paul George. Clippers and six. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but you're naming me all these centers and well, stuff. Well, I'm so. not going to acknowledge the Joker and then beat out There's no point. Well, I know. Can he be or better Cap- than Valanciunas? Jonas yes. Valanciunas. Yes, he's yeah, better than him. Oh, he's better than him now. Already better than him. Yes. What? How? He Are you is. You just, he, he, yes, that's the agenda is. pushing. That's is. Is. Oh my gosh. Wood this versus Valanciunas. I would take Valanciunas. He's less self limited. Wood's cheaper and defensively. He's I mean, not, you talk about. I don't. I'm, who's a better player? Yeah, self limitations matter. We're talking about the playoffs and self limitations in the playoffs. Would you huge. rather have Christian Wood or Jonas Valanciunas for the Mavericks in the playoffs? From the, oh, if we're doing a team thing. If I'm the Mavericks, Christian Wood. If you you rather have Christian Wood over Jonas in a lot of situations, like what? I'd rather have him on the Pelicans right now. He's a four spacer with Zion know, that fits better. But, but e- even then, though, I know what I'm getting from Valanciunas. He he dogged. I mean, so, you, so, so you're essentially saying Christian fits more than Valanciunas in certain situations. Yeah, X2 was better. I think Christian was better. I do. And plus, Jonas is a is a post up player, which is what, outdated. Though? Well, based off Christian, will show you it's better. not. Well, <laughs> look, I, I think Jonas is a better. Post up player than Christian Wood offensively. He's a better big. That's about it. Yeah, and he can he can bang down low with, with with stronger big. players. I'm not even sure. One of my biggest things with the Mavericks is I'm not sure Christian Wood is going to be the five because, like John said, he has to anchor the defense. So right there, you're now forcing somebody like Dwight Powell to have to start unless they make a they, they can make a Again. move. The same thing that applies to the Clippers or applies to the Mavericks. They can make a move to get a center. Maybe Mitchell. Oh. I don't know, Miles but Turner. he is probably going to be a four man. Somebody. Got yeah, that. I mean, look. I just think Christian was going to have a career year. And we can We all agree all, with that. All all this stuff about naming me centers is all cool and all and it's going to make me look crazier than I already look for for being so <laughs> high on Christian Wood, but ultimately Let's compare them in the middle of the season when the NBA season comes around to see where the numbers are at so we can stack but them jo- against Joel, each other. Joel, we agree with that part. Okay. We all think Christian Wood's going to have a good year next year. Okay. But that's what I'm going off of. I'm going. You, I, you Chris, position it like we against you. We with <laughs> you with that part. I, I we think, only started to disagree when we got to Clippers and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, All right. So uh, I have a question for you, P. Then do you think there's a significant gap between Siakam and Wood? Yeah. Significantly. Right. Right now, based off what I know and what I've seen, I have to say yes. Okay. But could let me ask you this: a, Could next year? He, okay. Uh, close that gap hell yeah but for me i am a guy that uses these them number shit has fooled me so many times <laughs> so christian wood is gonna have to like you say in the middle of the year his numbers may look great you know who else's numbers look great that you just shit it on bam out of bio you said he showed you shit in the playoffs christian wood may come out and be cool then he may get to the playoffs and we may be like fuck he can't guard this he can't guard that yeah you're he- absolutely correct so I have to, I actually have to see see it. But yeah, he can definitely go into next year. We know the numbers are going to go up. Like I, I'll, I can bet that I can guarantee his numbers are going to look super, super good. But in, in what context is it going to put him 
closer to Siakam. That part I have to see. Because, I mean, if you have the good numbers, but yeah. you a liability defensively on a Jason Kidd team where they don't even know who you're going to guard, then I'm going to take Siakam. Yeah, look, I agree with what you're, say- with what you're saying. And uh, Siakam is one of those guys where the numbers look better. He's playing 38 minutes a game. I understand he had to do that. But 20- Same thing for him, too. He's looked great some years. He's looked, eh. So I don't know. The what narrative I'm on Siakam changes year to year. And that's why after this season, although he had an all NBA year, I am not totally bought into this stock of Siakam. With that being said, I asked Riv this question before the show. We didn't get to say it on the show. But I said, if Siakam is, if Christian Wood, he's the second option on Dallas. Let's say he's not there. Siakam now fills in. Do you put the Mavericks over the Clippers? Do you put them over the Warriors? Do they still say that stay the same? I think they still stay around where they are in terms of tier and ranking wise, which is why I don't think the gap is that significant. Let's ask this question. Thank that, you. That's got, a better ahead. question is if Christian Wood goes to the Raptors, exactly. do they have the same success? And they don't. I think they're a playing team still, though. No, but they weren't a playing team, though. They were for a majority of the season. No, 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 because they they were banged Siakam up. Siakam missed the start. Of the season. Siakam after weeks. the All Star break, break was twenty four eight and four. After Fred VanVleet damn Wasn't. near busted his knee. Look, Siakam deserves so he a was lot of backpack, cre- and they don't Siakam, have a bench. Siakam, Siakam they deserve, don't have a bench. Siakam deserves a lot of credit. Oh, precious. Siakam Boy. deserves a lot of credit for doing what he did last year. Was Siakam's season impre- Was Siakam's season last season more impressive than what I saw from Julius Randle two seasons ago? No. And Julius Randle carried the team to the fifth seed, too. And Randle fooled me. Wait, wait, but well, I didn't fool wait, me, wait, wait, but wait, I knew what he was. My thing, my, thing with, my thing with the whole Siakam versus Christian Wood thing is, you threw us numbers about Christian Wood. You've talked about his situation. You said he's going to be a better player. Yet you've seen Siakam miss the whole summer, miss the portion of the season. Come in. The Raptors have no bench. Like they don't have. They, he has to play thirty eight minutes, not because he wants to, because he literally has to, so they can get to the playoffs. Fred VanVleet, like I said, damn near shattered his knee. Yeah. It was busted up for half the season. He had to backpack them to the yes. playoffs. And you're telling me, oh, it's not. It's it's not far off because you've seen Christian Wood put up some weak ass numbers in a weak situation. Right. Yet you've seen Siakam do his thing in a playoff situation, get them out from, first of all, they weren't in the plan. They got to the plane. Then they got to the playoffs, got a locked spot. It's not the same thing. Look, it's not, I'm not denying hey, I'm not. not denying Siakam had a tremendous season. I understand season. his game is he ugly. Did. I understand Mr. Spin Cycle is a bad, I don't like watching him play either. But you have to respect that when he is the number one, he may not be the championship number one, He's but not. he can get his team to the playoffs. He's, X. He's, he got he got a lot of respect for me this year. You said a lot of facts there. Stop hating. Then again, hating he averaged twenty three because he played thirty eight minutes a game. If he's playing thirty one minutes a game, which is Chris, with, Christian, which is what okay. Christian Wood played, so let me he's averaging you, twenty. And so, so let me ask seven. you: If Christian Wood played thirty eight minutes a game, had to run the show offensively and be the versatile defender that Siakam can, do you think he can put up still twenty and ten? You yeah. can't. No, no, no. he'll because still he play can't 20 guard 10. one to five. What he the can't hell? guard one to five. What does defense have to do with his offensive numbers? What are you talking about? No, no. Defense is a part of offense. You have to go guard one through five, and you have to go put up buckets. That's a that's a you're part te- of the you're game. You're telling me Christian was not averaging twenty and ten. I'm playing thirty eight minutes. If Christian Wood, serious? no, I'm telling you, if Christian Wood had that's to what you go, said, had, listen, if Christian Wood had to go flip. Now, Christian Wood, you're the number one guy in Toronto. We want to go to the playoffs. You also have to play thirty eight minutes at the five position. In the East, you have to play that while also being our number one scorer and have that same versatility on the defensive end. That 20 and 10 is going to look very nasty. Not a good one. It's going to look like a very disgusting 20 and 10. Not to mention your point guard's knee is damn near broke. And you have to play with the same guys for 38 minutes because you have no bench. 
It's not gonna look the same, bro. I see what it's you're not. saying. The responsibility. Siakam, is look, it's not gonna yes. look the same. Siakam is significantly better as a first option. That's that's what matters, but though. Not really, because I don't want Siakam as my first option. I oh, want him as I my second at best. But you, he's, a, he's but, proven himself to be a championship number two. Christian Wood. Bro, has the Raptors had insane be, depth that year. But they but had you, insane but keep, depth. But you keep saying the reason why the gap is not close because them as a number two is close. But that doesn't make sense because how do you ignore being a number one? If one guy can elevate to a number one while also being a number two, the gap between a guy who we don't but even we know really have be a number but, but, two, but it shouldn't be. It should, but also, but also, gap. you're just guessing that he can't live up. You're to You're also that. guessing that he can. We're both guessing at this point. Yes. So then, and I like, I like my guess better. I guess I like my guess better. You can't do that because then you're just what do you guessing. Mean? We're both guessing. So then, what you're do you guessing mean? that he won't be able to do that. What do uh, was Christian Wood showed that when he was in one option in Houston, he went on a six game win streak and then lost twenty he missed half those games. He played in three of those games. He missed half that. Siakam is the number one. They just went to the playoffs. And you picked Toronto to win the series. I did. Don't forget that. I did. Because I of, thought, no, I thought uh, Fred uh, was uh, more uh, healthy. Uh, I know. I like their effort more Siakam than Siakam number one. He picked yeah. them to win the series. Hey, as a fan of this show, this, this episode is going to be so damn good. I'm mad that I'm on it because I'm probably <laughs> not going to watch it because I'm already on it. If I wasn't on here, this would have been a good episodes of watch this disrespect Siaga, man please put some respect on my look, boy look i Dan. put respect on i get it it's hard to watch him i do get it it is hard look, to watch him. i will put respect Spin on Siakam. look what he did was legendary but let's be realistic he's a fringe all-star and a fraud all and nba christian what is a we don't know he could be a <laughs> fraud what in, christian what could be a fraud nba player we don't fraud know what he is we don't know what he is he's could not be. a fraud though. i can guarantee you that oh your your opinion could be wrong it i don't like your that. opinion it won't be that We'll it won't be. We're gonna see, yo. Oh, I wish we could fast forward. We're gonna see though. We really. I, I wish we could just fast forward to the end. To uh, we'll, this we'll, year, next we'll year. end this segment with what Christian Wood said to Shaq after the Rockets won a nationally televised game on TNT, and he could dropped twenty six and fifteen. When Shaq said, "I wasn't familiar with her game," Christian Wood said, "You're a casual." That's what Shaq can like right now. We don't even familiarize remember. yourself. You know what's crazy? That after that moment, he's been irrelevant ever since. Rockets to do that to you. They, yeah. That that you know. I mean, we have nice. You nice. He had the one moment in the spotlight where he. And you know what? You know what I love even more. While the Raptors are going to get no national attention next year because they won't Which be on much problem. national TV the games, the Dallas Mavericks are going to be on every single night. And that's the so problem. So you're going to get to see Christian Wood do what he does on national television <laughs> all the time, it's, and I'm going to just sit back and, and laugh. It's, it's more. No, no, you're not. <laughs> Joel, we are go- we are in agreement that he's going to perform. So we all going to be like, hey, look at this guy. It's, you have to stop. No, look, look, no, no, no. Okay, like okay, Pierre, here. you know what? With you, I will say that. With what he said and you said, what I, said. I disagree. What I said. There's more casuals on Siakam's game than anything because you just said it. The Toronto Raptors are going to have a lot of national televised games and people realistically are just not going to watch them that much. And he doesn't play exciting basketball. He, he played Mr. Like spin Cycle is going to spin cycle yeah. 50 times. It's not, it's not. It's a very ugly game. I, I, I'm not going to lie to you, but you got to respect what he Also, what he this, this is actually brought this up in the Discord too. You think that with Scotty developing in his second year, Siakam has those same numbers? That doesn't change what his what he is as a player. This just changes his numbers, which I keep trying to tell you. Christian Woods' numbers are going to look amazing, but what's going to change is him as a player. Is he going to be more put more effort in on the defensive end? Hey, is well, he going to be a better rim protector? Is he going to up the ball hand like stuff like that? What is actually going to improve from what we see? Not the oh, numbers. Numbers are very basketball. subjective, bro. Numbers can be it can look glamorous, but what is he going to improve on internally as a basketball player? <laughs> 
I'm laughing because it's just on, I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm just envisioning how this conversation is going to go a year from go, now. Listen, if I'm wrong, you know me. I'm going to tell you I was wrong. No, no, I, but if you're I'm wrong, the same way. don't come up here spitting. No, don't. This, this is what you shouldn't do. <laughs> don't hit the Twitter on March. I was wrong, guys. I flipped my tick. Don't do that. I want you I to stand not. on what you stand, stand on, on for I the say. year. I do. In, year. I in May and June. We, we don't care about... Th- the regular season, we know the Mavericks going to be very good. Top five, top six. Yeah, when he becomes unplayable, what gets some clippers, is man. playing on a contract year for Jason Kidd on elite defense with all these guys that are going to buy in in the postseason. That is the question because we have not seen it with Pascal Siakam. We have seen him win 16 playoff games as a championship number two. With Christian, we have not. I hope the Clippers so in Dallas. So let's come back in May and not more. And a big see- theme for Christian Wood and the reason why players like him are such a, I don't know, it's it's. It's so tough because you like them, but a lot of those, just like Przingis, and I was a Przingis guy, that's my boy, they have this appeal because they can do all that they can do on offense. So you're like, man, you put him at five, he's he going to be able to go around five, he can shoot, space the floor, but he got to guard them motherfuckers too. And if Christian Wood don't show that he can anchor that defense good enough at the five, some of the offense may dip a little bit if you have to give minutes to Dwight Powell or another motherfucker who can't space the floor. And I'm not saying Luke and I won't be able to figure it out or whatever, but the upside is for him to be able to play the fight. Like Jaron Jackson, the Grizzlies want Jaron Jackson somewhere down the line to be able to play the fire because it opens up so much for them offensively. Yep. So it's a lot that we're going to have to see is all I'm saying. I believe in Christian. I think he's have a very good year, but I'm in agreement that we have to see uh, past the projection of the numbers because that, that's going to play a big role for the Mavericks, man. PJ Tucker is testing free agency. That, I love that. He's not going to Dallas if that's what you if were thinking. If he goes to Dallas, they, <laughs> that makes them, they're, they're winning a championship. He goes to Dallas. Yeah, yeah. Going to Minnesota. Because I already know where you were thinking. He's not going to Dallas, Brody. Why not? Did, did it say he has a list of teams he wants to go to? No, I just know he's not going to Dallas. I'm oh. projecting. You better he's going hope to he Brooklyn. Does. I hope he goes That'd to Brooklyn. That'd be hilarious if he, he goes to Brooklyn. <laughs> but he's going to the Clippers, bro. Yeah. You think he's going to the Clippers? They got Morris. They trying to trade Morris. Bring in PJ, man. Yeah, yeah. Trade. Yeah, oh, so you're, you're a right. PJ fan now. Sign and trade Marcus Morris and Norman Powell with a first round pick for Kyrie Irving to sign PJ Tucker. Michael first, give them all the first at this point. Well, they don't have that many left because it's a Paul George. Yeah. Yeah. Man, oh, they get Kyrie. <laughs> you can kiss that shit. You know, I, I knew that this segment was going to be the best one on the show. I just didn't know how good. But it was really good. It was really that was good. You yeah. all red and shit. Yeah. That was so good. If y'all put that on TikTok, put my ad in that motherfucker. <laughs> don't, don't fuck around. I need some of that. <laughs> so Bradley Beal said he's already made his decision on where he's playing next. Now, do you feel like that decision is, is not the Wizards? Honestly, that's the stupidest shit I've ever heard in my life. I've never Back. seen a player come out and say... I've made a decision. I'm just not going to tell you guys. <laughs> I'm just going to wait. on. It's weird. Like, I, I, me personally, I think he wants to go to Miami. Yep. I do think that's the destination for him. I think we like, at this point, we're at a point in the East where the East could really shake up with a move or two. And I think Miami getting Bradley Bills that move that we're looking at them, Boston and the Bucks, like, and the Nets, like, oh, shit, this could be like a couple years some slobber knockers in the you know in the Eastern Conference. So I think Bradley Bill to Miami. And I, I like Donovan at first, but Bradley Bill has shown the ability to be an off-ball player a lot of the times in Washington next to John Wall. He has more size. He's a good cutter. He was really great cutter in Washington. He has that ability. And he's a little taller. So, you know, you want the taller guy. And you want the more, I don't want to say established, but at this point, Bradley Bill is a more established offensive player in terms of one, two, three versatility. So I think Bradley Bill will fit more for Miami. But I think, 
you know, he's just being a weirdo, waiting to sign his extension, and then he's going to ultimately say, you know, oh, I did all I could to stay with the franchise, but they can't offer me nothing more, so I'm just going to go in reality, bro. We know you're you're pulling the opposite of a mellow. You're getting your money, and you're just going to ask for a trade, and you're going to go. Their GM, Tommy Shepard, has asked about it on, I think, the uh, Dunk Don podcast. Basically, do you intend on giving Bradley Beal the full $253 million max? And Shepard's response was basically, oh, we love him. We, we love the relationship. <laughs> he didn't answer the question. Yeah. Like, ah, I'm not going to answer it. It's pretty simple. Brad's going to get his money, and then he's going to want it. It's very very Bradley Beal-esque to do that. The, the player that wants to stay in Washington to get his money. He likes Washington. Yeah, winning he's, been, he's been lying for like three four years. Get, I looked at that before. You know the last time they won 50 games? What year? 1992. Oh, no. 1975. Close. Yo, I'm nice. It was with Wes Unseld. Had to be. No, I don't think. I think you already retired. 1971? <laughs> what did you say? The Bullets? Was it the Bullets? Yeah, the Baltimore. You oh, know, no, he usually he still was in the NBA. You know, usually, I don't want to knock you, but usually when you like you, you ask somebody a question like that, you kind of have the answer in the back of your head. Well, yeah, I know the answer. So um, why do you make us? Oh. He wanted to see a Wes Unseld on the team. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, okay. 1979 is the last time they won 50 games. Okay. And he was in the NBA. He was age 32. Wes Unseld? Yep. He was an MVP his rookie year. Yep. 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 He had a fro. <clears throat> it's really weird he would do that because like, we know he's going to take the money and then whole. I guess he wants. I guess he, he wants to make it like a, I don't know. Maybe let me make it like a. I'm just confused because we've talked. This same conversation has popped up over the last three years. So what's the difference? Now? And, and he keeps making it seem like he wants to stay and build something, but why? You know, and they haven't made no moves to establish. I mean, like last year in the beginning of the year, they were good. You know, we remember yeah. them. They were fighting tooth and nail. They were in the playoff spot. Then they just lost. I think like 14 straight games. And then you kind of seen like, all right, a bunch of mid players. And let's be realistic. Bradley Bill isn't a superstar. He's a probably like a mid to high level all-star, but he isn't that guy that's going to take you over the top. So it's like, you got these mid players and you got Bradley Bill holding it down. He doesn't, he doesn't have that type of playmaking that makes everybody better. He's a scorer that needs his touches. So it's like, he's better in a situation where he can kind of just get the ball, go score and then defend. He doesn't need to do too much. Else. That's why I look at Miami. Like you got Jimmy Butler. He's a playmaker. You got Bam. He kind of runs the offense at times as the big. Kyle Lowry, if he stays, you got Kyle Lowry. He's still, at this point, you know, he had a hamstring injury, so I ain't going to knock him too much. But he can still play make. You know, he can still get guys open. So I think that would be the spot for him. But this is just very weird behavior. But this I don't, I, don't, I don't expect any of that just because I feel like what's the difference in saying that now versus later? Yeah. And, again, players just don't do shit like that. I just feel like he on some trolley shit. Grown he's not man, going to free agency because he's going. He wants his money, um, mm-hmm. and even if he stays this year and, and gets traded, I mean, shit, do it. But I, I, I don't know. I just you had so many chances to. He could have been going to Miami. I, I don't know the difference now and then. Two yeah, years. A, a lot of players wasn't going to go to free agency. Like him and Zach, I didn't see it because they putting out. They missing out on like eighty million dollars in money. Yeah, it's too like much. It don't, it don't make no, and none of the teams are playoff teams. Like they got a couple years, so it didn't never made sense to like. Why would they leave if they want to win? They've made it seem like they want to win. So why would they leave to go to bad teams? I like the Wizards in this position that they currently in, though. If he was to stay versus the other years where I thought he should have no brainer just left. Um, why like is you that? have the tenth pick. Kristaps Porzingis contract is not. You know that's 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 going to be up and and like buried soon. Yeah. And uh, they played good when he was healthy. Wes Unsell Jr. had this team really, really... 
I don't want to act like they was great, but they were better than they have been the previous years or what was projected to be. Yep. I just really think that they missing a point guard. Number one, they don't have one true point guard. That that's oh, they'll be missing a guard so too. Highest Jones fills that backcourt. They're missing a backcourt for that though. The thirtieth best starting point guard. Why would you settle for that? I, the twenty seventh. Thirtieth. The twenty sixth. It's right. not top. Who are the other options that? that you could have? D'Angelo Russell's one. You were talking about that. I'd rather have I'd team. rather have Tyus Jones for the Wizards than D'Lo personally. Me too. That's reasonably keep some of those assets that you would have spent. That then doesn't make sense. Um, and he knows what his job is. Is his job is to be a steady point guard, low low assist to turnover ratio. D'Lo, he's always going to be in that thing of like, am I playmaking tonight? or Am I going for thirty five? Yeah. I think when you play with Bradley Beal, you need somebody who knows exactly think, what their role is. I think Tyus, Tyus is that. The Tyus Jones consistency would probably take over D'Lo's hot and cold streak. But when D'Lo at the, at a high, obviously, yeah. you know, you take D'Lo. But when he's low. I like the versatility of the Wizards, man. Kuzma, Denny. They have a lot of uh, We haven't seen Rui well, last year. It was a weird year with his parents. He's also like another. Yeah. What happened? Daniel Gafford, Bryant. Gafford KCP, is good. KCP is the best one of all of those wing players. He'll Kuzma's probably be solid. gone, though. KCP? He's on a player option. I'm taking Rui over KCP. Yeah, I'm sure they'll pick that up. Bradley Bradley Beal said, I know what my decision will be based on, and that's going to be where I feel like I can win. That's going to be my decision. If I feel like I can win in D.C., that's what I'm going to do. They have Brad Wanamaker, so he's set. (laughs) I have teams here. Let me know what you think would be the best destination for Bradley Beal. Realistic, too. Mm -hmm. Miami Heat, one, is one of them. The Mavericks. The Nuggets. How the, the Lakers, hell do the Mavericks get him? They would have the gut. The Blazers their, and Nets. The, the Mavericks will have the gut their depth to get. Oh, you don't think they can? You don't think they can? They can uh, trade Brunson. Brunson's not getting. Bradley's well, Brunson, Brunson has to want to go there. Brunson go and there. more, not just Brunson. Bradley's going to get forty million dollars. And Brunson is is he'll a sign like, and trade candidate. He'll get like. But Brunson has 25. to want to go there. That's how sign and trades work. Oh yeah, facts. He has to sign there to want to go. They're probably not going to get in with trading you. They don't want so uh, Brunson and I don't want I wouldn't give up Finney Smith, Tom Hardaway Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr. Dwight Powell and what else? Brunson, if he wants to go, say for example, he's he not wants going to go. there, man. Oh, then that ain't enough. Is he the Brunson? Or Bradley Beal? Why would he go? If it ain't Brunson, it's nothing. That's how they looking at it. We, we need something. So if it ain't Brunson, John, I mean, if they get if they get Brunson and Hardaway, it fills their one and two spots pretty easily. And then KCP at the three, Kuzma at the four. Well, at, that point, at, the at that point, the rebuildings, they're probably just looking yeah, to get future facts. assets. They're they not looking to fill yeah. out their starting lineup. The Denver's Wizards thing, don't have no pick. I mean, uh, Dallas don't have no picks like that. And then you not just no pick, whoever you pick at 10 needs minutes, like significant minutes. So they need to start like right away. Would Denver trade MPJ for Bradley Beal? Look, I wouldn't be opposed would, to that. Would Washington take it? A good question. Back. This at this point, back. Washington. Because he's such a good fit playing off of Jokic with one of the five best shooters in the game at his size. Do you trust MPJ's creation at this point? Oh, no. That's why I'm not, like Laura and Jabari Smith. They're too tight on their hips and stuff. They can't dribble. He he needs to be alongside Jokic. That's why he's so good. And as Denver, up. are you doing that? Yes. If, if I'm Denver, believe, I'm doing that. It's also think a so? new regime, yes. too, um, with Calvin Booth. I think if you don't... If you don't trust his health and you think it's only going to get worse with the back at 23. I like, I like MPJ's shot, Look, I, shot I like, ability at I like, 6'10". I like Michael Porter Jr.'s spot-up ability. In terms of creating for himself, he does take tough, difficult shots. He's more than a spot And he shooter. doesn't, and Michael Porter Jr. also doesn't defend. So Bradley Beal's a significantly better offensive player. And yeah. we see when Bradley Beal wants to try on defense, he can play defense. That's true. With, He's not 
MPJ on defense. With MPJ, he improved though as a defender in his second season. The issue is he's missed half of his time in the NBA. First year in his fourth season, basically, with the back issues. Um, but he's not he's gotten better on the defensive end. He's fine. What about Philly? But if I'm Denver, I'll do that. I'm trading MPJ for Bradley Beal. I don't know. I'm not I'm not thinking too much about it personally. I don't think I think you underrate how good he is as a movement shooter and a cutter and a rebounder. No, he's good at those things. I he's agree. Gr- he's elite at those things. I know he, aver- he averaged twenty four and ten when Murray, Jamal Murray went down. Joker Murray Beal is enough to get it done in the West. I think you need another guard that can defend a high level. So a wing. Like a Gary Harris, a two guard. So that bring him back there. Gary Harris or just somebody like that? I think he would like be that. big. He was, he was Gary as Harris destructive. Gary Harris to the Lakers, man. Or Wendell Moore. What do you think? <laughs> Wendell Moore would be nice. I, I, I don't know if he'd be able to be impactful enough in year one, though. That's tough. Two small, not small, but two guards in the backcourt. I actually and, had a Denver and, and, and the wing, too. The West got a lot of wings, man. Like LeBron, That's Kawhi, at least a Gary Harris PG, PG, like... Brandon Ingram, Zion. I don't think Gary Harris saw that shit either. His ass too. He too little. He's he the same dude. size as uh, Bradley Beal. Is there a well, he can defend well. Well, 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 yeah. Is there a world where there's a three team trade and Bradley Beal goes to the Nets, Kyrie goes somewhere else, and Wizards get assets? Would be the third team. I I don't know, but I'm saying Beal to the Nets with Kyrie. If I'm Katie, that does door. not move the shit out of me. I'd be dumb at Kyrie and Cat paired the boys up back in. Back from Jersey. And if if I'm KD and you the best and you just let go of Kyrie and you giving me Bradley Bill back, I'm good, bro. Send me to Phoenix. The only yeah. reason I don't think those happen is because, again, Kyrie has to want to go. And in sign a trade, he has to want to go there. Yeah. That's why if I think could, he will yeah, not go to Washington. you sign him and say, you going here, then that's yeah. different. But <laughs> I don't think I Kyrie like that's how you should Washington. be, honestly. If, if I'm giving you this money, I should decide where what you a, go. Hold up. I actually just came up with this out, off the top of my head. So... Three-team trade, Bradley Beal goes to Brooklyn, Kyrie goes to the Clippers, and the Clippers send Norman Powell, Brandon Boston Jr., and um, let's just say like a Reggie Jackson to the Wizards with some picks. Wizards decline. They're going to pick picks? up the phone and say, Miami, okay. Let go of Reggie. Going. Reggie money. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Boston is the one that's like, it's the sweet I think, I think. I think the question I would like to ask is, do y'all think Jerry West accepts Kyrie into the culture that they've built? I thought he's just a consultant there, Jerry. Or what it's about a what there. about a three team trade? This is actually a better one, I think. Bradley Beal to the Nets, Kyrie to the Clippers, Ben Simmons to the Wizards. Oh, think they give shit. up on Ben after just getting him. I don't see why they would be loyal ben to Porzingis? Ben. You're four and five, <laughs> and then you got Kyrie Beal and KD. Yeah. No, no, you have Beal and KD. Kyrie's on the Clippers. Oh, oh, oh! Clippers win. They say they probably say sure. Yeah, fuck it. Would KD want out? Uh, playing with Beal. Where do the Clip? Where do the Clippers give up? Hella, Marcus Morris, Norman Powell, and Brandon Boston. Bye. Because they're getting this this big contract, and they're not giving up none. Norman it would probably Powell be Norman Powell, Brandon Boston, um, Luke Kennard could be a going? name that go- that goes to the Nets or to the Wizards. Probably the Nets, right? I would say like half and I think the Wizards get Brandon Boston and get those the young player. Uh Norman Powell could be a guy that they get, or maybe Reggie Jackson to fill that point guard void. Even though Ben Simmons could fill it. Now that I'm thinking about it, it could just be a straight up deal with the Wizards and the Nets. It's Ben Simmons and Bradley Beal. And that that could be something that could they could do. But yeah. I actually hope Beal doesn't go to Maver- Dallas though. Yeah. Because it ruins my Christian Wood take. Oh my God. No, your take is cooked already. No, it's not. If Bradley Beal goes there, then the touches are definitely scary. I don't know. Him. I think Kyrie wants to stay in Brooklyn running back with KD, though. So I think he'll be- I'm sure he does. I think think it's about that bag. Yeah. I mean, about yeah. that bag. So the, the Athletic, talking about Kyrie, the Athletic came out with multiple like stories today that the Hornets are hesitant to offer Bridges a max. 
Sexton is clear for full basketball activities. Pacers are shopping Turner and Brogdon. The Wolves have discussed deals around centers. Clint Capella is a name to monitor. The Kings are interested in John Collins. Um, Shaden Sharp has been very competitive in his workouts with teams. And Kyrie, of course, is uh, the contract is up in the air. What do you think about Miles Turner to Dallas? I, I think I mentioned that before. I like it. With That would be the perfect so Christian thing plays for the Christian. Four? I think that'd be amazing. Because with Daniel Tice, it was as destructive a frontcourt parent as possible. You put Turner at the five space on the floor, it opens up the lane still. Then defensively, Wood's got the length and the, the activity to guard well on switches. He can just be a four defensively. Oh, now Turner he can hold defend. Down. At the now four, he can defend. you missed my entire point. As The center is the most important defensive position as mm-hmm. the backbone. You put him at the four, he's no longer the backbone. Malcolm you put Brogdon. Turner. Turner is so underrated at the five because of, like, look at what Sabonis, they're a positive they're one of the 10 best defenses, even with Sabonis playing the four. Miles Turner been on the trade block for 10 years. Yeah, he's young, yes, too. He's he only is. 25. I feel bad for him, man. The team don't want you. They, they've been telling you they didn't want you for so long. I think they want more for a player. I don't think teams re- or people realize how good a defensive player he is. Yeah, Miles? he's really good. Miles Turner? Yeah, he's really good. I think his shooting's a little overrated, though. He only shoots like 30 Malcolm Brogdon to the Wizards. He's their point guard with Bill. That's nasty work. I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's nasty work. The Wizards I, got interest in Malcolm Brogdon. I actually rather have Ty Jones than Brogdon, too. Me, too. It's valid. I would, too. Yeah. Durability Mr. Stuff. Malcolm Mitt. Talking about rather having certain players, the finals just ended, and this one player in the finals, he, he shined, Jalen Brown. And people have started to overrate him. Maybe others think he's underrated. So this is a uh, would-you-rather Jalen Brown edition. I'm curious to know where you guys stand on these names. We did a would you rather the other day on uh, through the wire. I gave y'all a shout out. <laughs> Are you there? I was like, I was like, shout out to the pick a pie. Yo, it's been mad people stealing our would you yeah, rather. So this is what happened. We have we have like a he's not a producer. He's a producer, mm. and he that the shorts on YouTube for us have been going crazy. Like yeah. it's like he'll chop it up and they get like five hundred thousand. So he like stay after the podcast and create create some quick TikTok shit. Yeah. And he gave us the topics. And one of them said, um, it was like, would you rather Jason Tatum edition? Or, or like with Jason Tatum. And I was like, hey, I'm hesitant because pick a <laughs> side. That's they shit. And then KB was like, I thought the same. Like, yeah. Like, but I was like, we're going to do it anyway. And I'm going to just shout out pick a side because it was Jason yeah. Tatum. And I added Kawhi because that was one of y'all. Uh, but also because y'all. <laughs> bro, all you got to do is just ask us, yo, can I use that? You know, we... But other people, we was getting, they was moving funny. We ain't really like that. We was like, who else did it? Be, come on. Who, uh, well, PFF put up graphics, and now PFF started putting up graphics that like say, "Would you rather" on it, and all y'all that was other doing stuff. Y'all football positions, they would drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's it's funny. It's it's funny. I mean, I really have no problem with it because the more the merrier. Honestly, we we're not the first people to compare players. We just put a a title on it. That's really it. We are the first people to make it active and lit. Well, yeah, as long rabbit. as y'all keep doing it first, you're good. Yeah, so occasionally I get like on TikTok, I get added on like other creators that like do the would you rathers. Yo, what was the one and then, that added uh, uh, Drew the other day? I the forgot. One, the one you sent me? What was you sent me? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> there was a video of uh, we did a would you rather on Jason Tatum, I believe. And um, Drew picked, of course, Tatum over Kawhi. And then <laughs> what did the guy say? He was like, he was like. Hey, dumbass. <laughs> Immediately, right? <laughs> nah, that's took, hilarious. They took it 100, 100% AD over uh, Tatum. Oh, my fault. 
Yeah, yeah people, people are so mean on TikTok and on social media in general. It is what it is. I don't even, that's why you don't check. Yeah. Oh, no, I check because it's actually so what, really so, hilarious. So, Pierre, you stop checking all that stuff. Uh, Besides my mentions, because I control my Twitter. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't. Every once in a while, I'll click on a video, see how it did, and I'll go glance. But I don't. When we first started, I used to really read every single. I don't care now. I know. I know how it goes. I'm gonna say something that's gonna offend. I gotta keep it real. I'm gonna yeah. say. I said Draymond. I said what Draymond said about himself. I said he played like shit, and a Draymond fan page got on my case when Draymond said it himself. His mom held him account. But when I do it, it's a problem. That's just what comes with the game. So I just yeah. don't even look no more because I don't even want to. What they really love. And when I say they, I'm talking about the people who find ways to be offended by what we say, even though we're doing our jobs. Yeah. They want attention. You kill them by not giving them the attention. Yeah, that's true. And also, it's like, like what, it's a what, you're, lyric. what you're saying Without is that a response from me. You really fail to exist. Yeah. Yep. And I love to see you fail. That feeling there is the shit. And, Drake, Drake summed it up. And what you said the other day on Twitter was was facts. When I think you, you replied to one of my tweets that like um, most of the casuals are people that like aren't doing what we're doing. So when mm-hmm. we pay attention to the game so heavily, like I remember last year, Riv and I were talking about Tatum. I mean, we were talking about Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, right? And we were talking about how they improved as playmakers and how they credited Tyron Lue for that improvement. Chauncey Billups. We, yeah, and Chauncey, we put up that clip on TikTok and all everybody was like, oh, they were already great, great playmakers. Oh, you guys are idiots for saying Ty Lue improved them. And we're like, they literally were quoted saying <laughs> that he improved them. So, like, what literally. is the debate? So, like, people don't do the research. Like, we do this show, so we research everything thoroughly. People don't do the research. They hear the first thing. They think it's wrong. They don't bother to check. And then they just make a comment on it. And everybody just kind of follows that wave of the stuff. That's my biggest thing. Listen, outside of bas- basketball, is just my passion. Like, it's literally my life i've been it's i've been doing it from before i knew i could make any amount of money it's the only thing that get me hyped up you talk to me outside of basketball about anything in life i'm gonna be the nicest coolest dude if you say the wrong shit in basketball i'm gonna explode and turn into you know mr dr jekyll mr hyde type shit but bro what what kills me is when somebody don't know some shit and we have these now (laughs) why are you tweeting me that Malcolm Brogdon averaged 12 points if he averaged 16, when you literally could have looked it up before you tweeted me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to give you a crazy-ass response because you literally could have just looked it up, but you're choosing to be yeah. stupid. Yeah, that's a fact. And that that goes for, like, things outside of basketball, too. Just like now, we live in an era where information and algorithms, like, control what you believe. So right. you believe things, and you don't even search them up or try to care even look to see crazy. if it's real or not. We got actual accounts who are reporting false shit on purpose because people are falling for it. Exactly. Even people on TV who have like a rep, a real reputation. Ball sack sports really (laughs) made it to ESPN. That's crazy to me. And then my final thing before we move on. Dog. There is a million podcasts. If I'm so bad, if you don't fuck, if you don't like anything I'm doing, why are you watching? I don't follow. Anybody I don't like or I don't fuck with, I don't follow. Why would I follow them? Why would mm-hmm. I follow tr- a Trump account? Yeah. <laughs> Pre- President Trump, if I don't really have the view, he can be whatever. But if me and him don't see eye to eye, then I'm not following that person. If I don't like what Skip Bayless does on TV or the shit he said, I'm not following him. People mm-hmm. literally follow us and they go against everything we say. But it's like, why do you follow me? 
Why? <laughs> yeah. It's hey, man, it's crazy. I don't I, I really don't think my kids are gonna be able to have this shit. They not, <laughs> they're not gonna be able to have it, man. They're not. Let's get on to so. the Jalen Brown would you rather so is this the last topic? No, 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 it's not the last oh, topic. So we usually do it at the end. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So would you rather Jalen Brown edition, first name up, Donovan Mitchell? Donovan Mitchell. Jalen Brown. Donovan Mitchell. Chris Middleton. Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. But with Giannis, uh, it's Chris Middleton fits Giannis like a motherfucking condom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that shit is perfect. <laughs> Bradley Bill. Jalen Brown. <laughs> Bradley Bill. You put Bradley Bill in, in Jalen Brown's role. I'll take Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown does. Yeah, you was about to say some nonsense. I'll take Bradley Bill. <laughs> <laughs> James Harden. Not the one we saw. May, may, this garbage okay, we okay. now? James, no, look. James Harden, but projecting what he's going to be this upcoming season. That's tough. I'm going to say. James Harden. If I'm taking a guy that can facilitate. If I'm, if I'm projecting when he's going to be, I think he'll get back. James Harden. James Harden. Jalen Brown. I think the hammies is healed up. Devin Booker. Devin Booker. Devin, Devin Booker. Booker. Zach Levine. Zach Levine. Zach Levine. Zach Levine. <laughs> Pascal Siakam. Pascal. Jalen Brown. That's actually a tough one for me. Pascal. Now, projecting what they're going to be this upcoming season. You bet not ask Christian Wood, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Edwards. Ooh. Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. Ooh. Ant-Man. Damn, that was tough. Ah. Damn, JV. Ant-Man's going to be better for sure. Yeah, Ant-Man. 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 Damn. He's the guy. There's a lot of dudes in the league, He's bro. the best shooting guard in the league in, within two years. I can't believe y'all took Donovan Mitchell. You know me. I'm going to die on the hell. It's oh, tough. yeah. You were. Is that, you were yeah, yeah. I'm going to die on the hell. He said, would you rather? But y'all took Devin Booker over him, too. Devin, I, I remember I admitted you. I was like, Devin Booker got right, it. Right, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah One of our first conversations. took the L. I was like, what yeah. do you think about SGA? Oh, you know where Jaylen. I'm going with this. I'll take Jalen. Shea can't defend. That's a, um, what? Shea can't defend. He can push. He can like close out while it's cut to the lens. because he's skinny. Yeah, um, exactly. I'm, I'm going to use your around. Christian Wood logic in a better situation. I feel like he'd be God tier. So I would say SGA. Average is 1.6.7 points in isolation. <laughs> Oh, one of SGA the best in the league. He's actually one of the best. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. SGA. Because when he came in, everybody was talking about defense, defense, defense. <laughs> but when you go to a team that ain't defending, culture is not winning. Your defense is going to like OKC. Levine. When he plays, OKC is somewhat yeah, competitive. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, they're garbage. So, you know, keep yeah. that up there. I can see the Chris, Chris Middleton thing, though. because Like situation. Yeah. In Milwaukee, I don't think Brown can create like Middleton. This is Michael Jordan in home games in, in the Milwaukee, bro. I tell yeah, you. He yeah. creates just enough for them, and then it's also good off the ball enough for Giannis to still do his thing. Him and Giannis so got that nice yeah. little pick and roll two man game. That shit works. I mean, we've seen, I, I'm curious to see what the response to this is going to be. Oh, because, they're going to cook us. Because we've seen, people think Jalen Brown's above Jason Tatum now off of the finals. Cheap. No, I want to see what Drew says when we post his. I've pick. never understood that Jalen Brown versus Tatum conversation. Yeah, I don't Maybe think Maybe I'm a just a Jason Tatum guy. Shamanad Duke. It's my boy. It's funny because people, the argument they use is that, oh, Jalen Brown does what Tatum does, but more consistently. But he doesn't do what Tatum does. Tatum's like a 27-point-per-game guy. Jalen Brown is 23 max. And so all due respect to Wiggins, too. Tatum was getting guarded by Draymond Green in the finals. He's the best defensive player since Duncan. So 
It's like we forget to take that into account as well. Since who? Duncan. I said Draymond's the best defender since Tim Duncan. Damn, Bill Wallace oh, was the dude named Kawhi Howard. I think he's better. By far, though? Yeah, give me, give yeah, me Kawhi. Yeah, because Kawhi's better wing defender, obviously. That's about Dwight. I think there's... It's a good one. Dwight was four in a I'm row. I'm taking account long, longevity. You, and you, but you like... You, you just said you, you like anchoring the defense. Yeah, but Draymond Dwight. is. He can well, shapeshift the unit like no other. With, but with Draymond Kawhi, was guarding J- Jalen Brown, too, though. Kawhi's not protecting the rim. He's just shutting... Oh, your no. Best, yeah, your but best, I'm talking about Dwight versus Draymond. But Dwight's that, probably... Hey, that's, that go a long way with Kawhi, do. Oh, yeah, I agree. And another thing, too, with him is he'll turn on and off, too, with Draymond. That's when only, that thing... Uh, yeah, that's because that's that's Draymond his, always has to be on. He doesn't do anything on... Kawhi, he doesn't score yeah, on exactly. offense. Kawhi, Kawhi, we're taking into account his responsibility. Kawhi made that flip when he became an elite offensive player, and he had to take on that responsibility. But whenever Kawhi needs to, he's going to get it done. The regular season, I don't give a fuck about. He already got his defensive player to work. But if I need him in a game seven to guard Luka, Kawhi's going to do think, it. Saying since Duncan with Dwight was breathing is a little disrespectful. That's just me, though. I think how good offensive player Draymond is. No, I think Draymond been. is top five ever, but I think when you win four DPOIs in a row, that speaks to what it you It was three. Throw. Pardon me. Yeah. Three DPOIs in a row. That's how many Kawhi got? One or two? He got two. Dwight got three. How many Draymond got? One. Draymond has one. He would have gotten a second. And Dwight this year got easily. to the finals anchoring the defense like that. So, you know, Kawhi's so got rings that, anchoring. That's Not anchoring, how, but you know, Dwight's so much better on ball. Being honest, oh yeah, he's better. I think he's better player than Rudy. Better defensive player. That's interesting. I see what John mean though. Draymond, the shit Draymond do, he don't get oh, yeah, credit Draymond, for. Draymond, he, he a wild, he a wild dude. Like so he I, literally like put Tatum, Tatum into another universe when he was guarding him. I, that, I think just in general, uh, yeah, on those, on I mean, those drives, a lot of great defensive players. To help though, defender because so. help defense is what about KG too? Disregarding KG, I think it's. Well, I'm talking Duncan after Garnett. Like, like, okay, so you mean yeah. like like generation? Because Duncan lasted longer. Okay, so I'm yeah. retiring. Okay, that's fair. I'm talking I just like my like defense to be on ball. I like what Draymond do. I think communication, being a back line, you know, he 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 does a lot that I don't think the average eye sees. But me, I prefer on ball because man, you got niggas like Kevin Durant out there. I've seen Kawhi take the fucking ball out of Kevin Durant's hands <laughs> and Steph Curry. Like a grown man is taking the ball out of another grown man's hands and saying, I'm gone. Yeah. That LeBron, they, you know, the clip Kawhi checking in LeBron. Look, oh, fuck. Here he comes. <laughs> yeah. Perimeter defense. I, I liked, um, probably like Tim Duncan, but I liked him with Bruce Bowen. That was like a great yeah. bow bow. Like, you know, he yeah. gonna lock your way. If you get past him, you got Tim Duncan waiting right for you. So I think that, like, when you got the two combinations, like, Kawhi had Tim late, but when you got that, like, it's your peak, like, yeah. that, that. And now Draymond has Wiggins. And, and, and Gary and Payton. He had Clay. Yep. Gary Payton, man. He's those hands. While on the topic of Draymond, John Morant responded to Draymond on Twitter. They got into a little bit of a back and forth, and it seems like the Christmas game that's going to happen is Memphis versus Golden State. And they're going to go to Golden State. And Jaws' response to that, when they were talking about it, he tweeted, tell him book that shit, I'm on your block. <laughs> and other things he said is that, nah, we in the M, bring him to the trenches. <laughs> and somebody tweeted, Ja, why do you get on here thugging? You are rich. And his response was, because the money will never change me. Been on that, still on that, forever on that, won't ever speak on it. So what? Even you- though he just spoke on it. <laughs> What are your thoughts on on John Morant acting like this on Twitter? Um, do you find it a problem? Do you are you okay with it? Do you think there's not this isn't a story? Um, what do you think, Riff? I think I'm gonna use Little Dirk 
Dirk Banks as an um a form of an example here. Dirk D Banks. His father was, you know, a known you, you know the stories. Dirk D Banks, he was a rapper. You know, he gradually, gradually he's been known, but he gradually, gradually finally got his fame, finally got popping. He has a lot of kids, he has a wife. He kind of trended towards once he got rich, tr- he even moved out of Chicago, got a different house, took his family out the hood. He kind of trended towards a different way when he got rich to like I know who I am now. I know I have to protect this image. I have kids and stuff like that. And I, I say that to say John Morant has a has a kid. He has a family. He has this type of, you know, this influence. And I know he didn't choose to, but this influence towards young kids in the NBA coming up. He's sort of like a role model for them. So to be doing this, I don't want to call him. I understand you want to kind of stay who you are and true to yourself. But at the same time, money, it's not, money changes you don't hurt a little bit. As long as you don't change the way you treat the people who was there for you, I think you can change how you move, you know, change how you act in certain situations, change how you react to certain situations. So talking like that, sounding like a gangster is kind of hilarious. Like even you look at, uh, there's a lot of gang members in the NBA, but they kind of kept that, yo, I got to change my image. You know, I got to kind of be, I'm this type of celebrity, stuff like that. Even rappers, when they go in, they got to kind of change that. I can't do that. Some, you know, some, you get the exceptions, but I think John Morant, he can talk the way he talks, but he has to chill with the, we in the trenches sounding like this is about to be a gunfight because, bro, it's just a basketball game, bro. You just come to Memphis. This dude is going to stay at the five-star hotel. Yeah, yeah like you about to get treated well. Just come hoop, bro. We don't got to do all the extra talking and stuff like that. But he, you know, he got he has to just mature. He's still really young. We have to always remember that. John Morant's still around our age, so he's still young. He has to mature. He got to chill out, though, because Draymond just won a chip, so he got to come to Golden State. All that coming to Memphis shit not happening. He told Kaminga he got to earn the stripes. That's fair. The ring chasing to an extent. When I did tweet this out of humor, though, I said Jonathan Kaminga got a chip for Chris Paul. I was playing though, but I, I didn't lie. But I was playing though. But yeah, the ring chasing when you ain't really put in for that ring, you can have it, but you got to chill with talking to certain players. But I like what's been going on with Memphis and Golden State going back and forth. I, it's good for the NBA. People could finally stop being friends and stop being so coddly to each other. We need this. Yeah, talk crazy. We need Come, this. Set the games up. NBA need the Christmas game right there. Set it up. They tried doing it the Knicks and the Nets or the Knicks and the Hawks, and like the it's Knicks just, just aren't good. Yeah, the Hawks aren't good either, though. Well, I think Trey Young has a winning we record. We also don't have players that act like that. RJ yeah. Beard ain't gonna go on Twitter like, "Oh, RJ be fuck chilling." Young. Yeah, yeah. RJ's mature for his age. Really mature for. Yeah, that's because that Montverde shit, man. They, they like a damn. I don't know. He's all mature. Yeah, Ja probably is the most influence of any player that's under like thirty to twenty-seven years old. This new wave of NBA players, he's got more influence than the rest. I don't know. I just think when Ja does it, it feels forced. When like, if Anthony Edwards talks like this, I'm kind of like, yeah, it's, fine it's unapologetic. It. But even then, he yeah. don't talk. He, he talk, doesn't talk like that. Yeah, he talks gangster, but in like a humor way. Like he's just that's really just how he talks. He's Atlanta. Yeah, like this dude Ja. He why are you tweeting like that? Like that. That don't even. What did that say? I don't know what you said. So it's like stuff like that don't make no sense. But the Dylan Brooks effect. Dylan Brooks. I don't know. He it's definitely a, talking too much though. I, I'm not a. I, I like my guys and not. Like when you, I think when you're so good, you don't say anything. Like we've never mm-hmm. seen it from Steph. You don't see LeBron telling us how good he is, all that talking and we spinning and all of that <laughs> shit. Um, that shit kind of, yeah. You just shut up and you get him next time on the court. I'm, I'm all for talking shit and having a rival, but in like in a post game. But as far as Twitter, it's just no need. It's just a bunch of talking that does nothing. That just serves no point. And I think the 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 other guys that all of these guys trying to be or be in a conversation with. 
they didn't do this. Michael Jordan was, and I know he didn't have Twitter, but even now with Twitter, we don't see Michael Jordan doing a bunch of interviews telling us how good he was. Uh, we, we didn't see that from Kobe. Uh, we don't see it from Giannis. Like, I like guys that let the game speak for themselves. I'm making a mental note. You see, as soon as as soon as they won, Clay Thompson, hey, JJJ, whatever he said, he mocked us. He's a bum. <laughs> I have the right to say that now because I won. Yeah. I'm using it as a mental and note. They beat them. Now when I get the chance to talk on it, boom. Now if the if the Grizzlies win the championship next year, Jaron Jackson Jr., you make a mental note. Remember when Clay Thompson said I was a bum? Well, I, who the bum now? And then now that's a rivalry. But all this Twitter shit shenanigans, it's it's gonna mess the game up. It, yeah. it really is. When he got hurt and took it to Twitter, broke yes. the code. I was like, I was ready to just delete Twitter and just like Same. turn off all yeah. my devices. I was like, we <laughs> no, can't that be was doing this. Broke the code. <laughs> broke the code. <laughs> I wonder if his, someone from his camp in Minute Lair is like, Jai, I gotta take that down, bro. It's like broke the code. He, he, uh, I don't get it, man. It's new age, though. I feel like he is. He's one of those guys that is being propped up as a superstar, and then in a year or two, is one of those guys that is universally disliked by the NBA fan base. For real. Yes, yeah. I don't I, you know what's crazy? Based off his game game style, I don't think he'll ever be disliked. But I think he like he is for like you said he is forcing so like based off the way he plays. No, like if you just if I'm like a new fan and and I ask you, "Yo, Joel, like who should I go watch highlights?" I'm sure you would probably throw me John Moran highlights. like, "Yo, bro, watch him. Like he he'll make you like like the game." It's going to be think, annoying. Yeah. But Giannis is disliked. guys they all quiet. They're yeah, it's, it's the yeah. when he talked too much, like all the Twitter stuff. Like he he got to humble himself a little more, and he is a humble dude. But I think the Twitter world is getting ahead. But of him. Westbrook was always kind of polarizing, though. But you knew but, in that court, but in his interviews, not on Twitter. Yeah, even if Westbrook was polar, you knew in that court you gonna love him. That mm-hmm. high energy when he dunked that ball, when he get a steal, you know, you know for that you going you're gonna get geeked up with him. Oh, that's rich coming from you. Did you ever love Westbrook? I like Westbrook dunking the ball. But you was always highly critical of Westbrook. Because he do dumb shit at the end of the game. What you want me to do? I, what do you want me to lie about what, the dumb shit he do? But when he get a dunk, he, mm, when he threw it on Thaw Maker, you thought I was sitting there like I don't like him? I know nah. what you mean. I know I know what you mean. But I think sometimes, like, depending on how loud you are off the court, it really doesn't matter about how you play. People forget it because it only becomes fresh for so long. Yeah. Like, now it's fresh, but Ja doing this for two years straight Two years from now, we're going to be like, it's regular, and we're not going to be in awe about it. There's going to be, like, Scoot Henderson coming around, <laughs> dunking on everybody, and he's going to be the new star. Speaking of Giannis, he mentioned, people not liking him. I think that's because he's not relatable. You know, how many people are 6 foot 11? He also don't work out with to, nobody he else. He got liked after the championship. Well, I'm saying before then. With, with Ja, he, like, he's smaller, and he's like, he's, you know, he's not 6'11". He's, he's a joy to watch. He's only 6'3". So I think it's a little bit different in terms of like... But people don't like... They didn't like Giannis' game. Yeah, That's yeah, different from being liked as a person. Like Joel said, once he won a championship, and people was like, oh, he can't win like this. He's the number... He's like the most beloved guy because you have nothing but to respect. The dude shared shoes with his brother before he got to the league. Yeah. Who don't root for that? And even still, he won and was at Chick-fil-A. He's just the most humble, you know, underdog story. You got to love it. Ja has the same kind of underdog story mentality, but he just pops the shit to make you. That's like Draymond. I like Draymond, but I I think for him to be telling us how great he is all the time, it means you're not that great. You have to remind me how great you are. It's like, are you really that great? (laughs) Yo, I'm the best defender ever. We just did 
Motherfucker, I can't tell you. <laughs> telling me every chance you get. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. The guys who talk a lot, I do agree with Joel. Guys who talk a lot, they just put themselves in a position to be disliked because yep. it just becomes annoying. It's just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. One of the bigger things that happened this past week is that Kenny Atkinson stepped down. And this is the last topic on the show. Kenny Good, Atkinson. I'm hungry. <laughs> Kenny Atkinson would, took, agreed to be the Hornets coach for the next four years. He then stepped down and said he changed his mind over family reasons. Now, it's important to note that he has moved three times in the past three years. Brooklyn, L.A., now San Francisco. Ah. Do you think Kenny Atkinson stepping down has more to do with him or more to do with um, the Hornets and him thinking they might be an unstable situation to win? I'm going to go 60-40. I think 60% staying with the Warriors. I think 40 with the situation in Charlotte. To to start off with the Warriors, you know, they just want to chip. And he's looking at he's a he's a development coach. I think we all understand that he develops talent. Looking at the guys he got right there, and with the pick that they're gonna have coming up, you got a chance to develop Moody, Poole, Kaminga, Wiseman. That's a pretty nasty four man group. Eventually, that could be a dangerous McGowan's in your mock draft. Oh, if he we get McGowan's boy, huh. Ooh, but um, and they just want to chip. You know, they just bonded this year in a pretty tough year mentally for them with all the you know, concerns that they have with all the people doubting them. So I think him seeing that definitely. And then also, of course, with Charlotte being immature, having a lot of young guys are, are like they have Gordon Hayward, who's probably the most mature guy there. And then a bunch of young kids, Terry Rozier. He's still, he's mature, but he kind of acts like a thug sometimes too. So you got a lot of immaturity there. And then the situation doesn't look too bright. Like, even Steve Kerr, I think he said it one time, he had an opportunity, remember, to go to the Warriors to go to the Knicks. And one move to the Knicks could have changed his life, but he chose the Warriors that was already established. I think Atkinson is looking at that too. Like, this is a team that's made the play-in twice, got blown out twice. And is this really a situation where I want to go make a new blueprint on my career? No, I think he would rather just wait, be where he's at, and then find a better – or look, get a better situation and where he can come in and kind of not maybe have a Kerr like impact, which is once in a generation, but have some like that type of impact where they're a playoff team right away. You know, a situation would be really cool for Kenny Atkinson, San Antonio year or two with all the shots are trying to take on Josh Primo. Who'd be hadn't taken in the mock? Johnny um, Davis, Johnny Davis, Johnny Davis. Kevin Vassell. When you're looking at how well, Greg Popovich and the Spurs developed talent and that that farm system they have. Kenny Atkinson would be perfect to add a little juice to that rebuild in the culture. And I think for the Spurs, it makes almost too much sense well, to bring a guy like retiring, that though. in a year or two. Yeah. So he gets to spend a little more time in Golden State, maybe gets himself another ring, because why not? He gets will. to coach Steph Curry and all these other young, young players. And then once that dynasty starts to slow down a little bit more... Greg Popovich retires, bam. He's going to be in the running with Quinn Snyder and a few other guys. But if he wants that job and he's signing up in a few years, that could be a great opportunity for him. I'll do you one better. So first of all, it's an odd situation, but I understand where Kenny Atkins is coming from. I think the Hornets are not a very intriguing situation. LaMelo's intriguing, but Miles Bridges, is he coming back? You don't know. And he was also on Instagram with the with the joint. And Pink Lemonade, he says it, but it looks like a lean cup. Terry Rozier... You know, you mentioned it, you know, he is a good player, but he's an undersized two guard. Just talking about his play style, undersized two guard. Gordon Hayward's gone in two seasons. They don't have a true center. It's going to be very hard to get any of these guys to buy in defensively. And they've missed the playoffs for six straight straight seasons, which is the longest drought 
in their history. And the Eastern Conference is tough. Like, it's a tough conference now. It's not easy to get into the playoffs. Now, with that being said, there's a possibility where Steve Kerr is telling Kenny Atkinson, you know what? I'm going to only coach as long as Steph Curry, Clan, Draymond are here. Maybe that's three, four more seasons. After that, Kenny Atkinson, you can have the reins with this new era of Poole, Wiseman, Kaminga, Moody, and that's all yours. Tough. And then Kenny Atkinson is the coach for Golden State that takes out takes the mantle, kind of like what Pat Riley did with Eric Spoelstra. bro. And then Kenny Atkinson's the coach for Warriors. Chip. Management matters, and Mitch Kubchak is not done. Like the Hornets have not been well run the last few years since he's come in. The Warriors have obviously. Like, like you said, the Hornets don't have a center. <laughs> like, what are you gonna do no, with Mason that? Plum, and the Warriors don't either. Like, to be fair, though. Bro, well, they don't need Moody one with clears their... Mason Plum. <laughs> and even James Wiseman, at least they've invested capital, high-end capital into that. Uh, Kevon Looney's fine. They may draft another one. Management really matters, and I wouldn't take, in all due respect to Mitch Kubchak, I, I wouldn't want to be under him opposed to Bob Myers in a few years. So, yeah. I hear everything y'all saying, but the fact of the matter is he accepted the job. So he knew what management was already. He knew what the, the Charlotte Hornets was as a roster. He knew all of these things. <laughs> I'm leaning towards the family thing. You don't take a job and then say, oh, but you know what? Mitch Kupchak is the GM. <laughs> oh, you know what? We don't have a center. Like, he I'm, he went through all of these things. Like, this was a – he got interviewed multiple yep. times. It and, was between him and Mike D'Antoni. Like, and he was the I only just, one to interview with Michael Jordan. Just wanted to put tough. that out there. And still accept it, though. Yeah. So, you so think it's like, family that's thing? the thing I can't get past. All of the things y'all saying would have been cool if he turned it down, but he accepted. So I take the family in consider- consideration, the fact that he does have the kids, the fact that you named all those places and compare those places to Charlotte. I don't know if y'all have been to Charlotte. I did for All-Star Weekend. It does not compare to San Francisco. Yeah, it does not compare to New York. It does not compare to California. <laughs> I've been all these places he's coached. And Charlotte is the one that's odd compared to the other three <laughs> that he's been. Um, and he just won a championship. Take that in consideration. Maybe that's swung his mind a little bit, but I, he had to know that they had a chance to win the championship. Um, but I'm, I'm going to take a, a bulk of percentage into the family thing and, and, and really hearing his kids out um, because all the things y'all saying would be stupid for him to take the job. And Kenny Atkinson, I don't take as a stupid guy. It just doesn't make sense to check. He, that means he got his intel about the organization and the team after he accepted the job. That sounds ludicrous to me. Yep. Does he get so, a pass? Mm. My fault. No, you're good. You're good. Does he get a pass, though, for being in the middle of a finals run? Because maybe his mind was trying to divide itself into two separate places of what's he next and what's right He accepted before they won the chip, correct? Yeah, it was in the finals, right? It was, it was during the it? finals he accepted it. Maybe they was down 2-1. He was like, we might not win. <laughs> Let me get out of here. And then they won. He was like, nah, I'm coming back. You know what I mean? Now, yeah, I just wonder what it was. I think, you know, the family reasons just Has that does ever sound. happened? Um, it, I don't know Kerr if it's said. happened in the NBA. Steve Kerr said in an interview, he has two kids, and he felt that that played a part because they expressed that they didn't want to leave they the probably area they in. bugging, like, yo, daddy, yeah. we not going nowhere. Like That was at the uh, parade interview Steve Kerr did? Uh, yeah, it was at the parade. Parade was lit. Yeah. 
I mean, it's unfortunate, but like what you're saying is completely right. Like most of the time when we look at these situations, we look at it just from like a basketball standpoint, but these guys do have families and his kids might might not want to go to Charlotte. Like, I don't know how old they are, but starting a new life in different cities constantly is, is annoying, you know, and Kenny Atkinson, Golden State is one of the more secure places that you're going to be. Steve Kerr is not going anytime soon. And as long as Steve Kerr loves Kenny Atkinson, so that means Kenny Atkinson is not going anytime soon. He could go to Charlotte and get fired in two, three years if they underperform. Let's move across the coast a third time. Exactly. So that's why I think, you know, it it makes a lot of sense. I think Quinn Snyder has a, think he would coach this upcoming season if the Hornets are interested and we're willing to throw him a lot of money. I think Quinn Snyder takes the season off. I I don't think think Quinn comes back until Pop retires. Quinn just had surgery, right? On his hip or some shit? I think so, yeah. yeah I think, I think when, when the Spurs now. open up a head coaching spot, that's when Quinn is like, okay, I'm ready to coach again. Now, does Quinn Snyder do media like Stan Van Gundy? Oh, no. I think no. Quinn going to sit out, relax. He's too intense. Yeah. <laughs> you saw how <laughs> red he got? doing them timeouts and yeah. shit? He... <laughs> I'll be intense, too. They can't guard nobody, man. Why is, why is it a given he gets the job? What? As a Spurs guy, no, I know I, he's being no, elite. No, I'm saying, um, if like the Spurs open up, I think that's when he'll come out and be like, "All right, I want to coach again." So they'll they'll, they'll probably look because he's like a Popovich type of guy. Spent gonna be year. a lot of pissed off people when that job opens up. Yeah, because a lot of guys sat and waited and waited, and they had to take other opportunities. You gotta go they with just the had dude. To. He's got the most guy ties out of all those guys. I think Snyder and Dejounte be dope. Yep. Now that's gonna do it for episode 189 of the Pick Aside Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Pick Aside Podcast, on Twitter at Pick Aside Pod. And a shout out to John and Pierre for being on the show today. It's always a great time. Thank you for having me. Yeah. It's always yeah, a great time it. with John Pierre. Like we said, last episode with, with Pierre was the highest viewed episode. You got to double up on that. this one. I think you, it will the, too. The, you, the, the, the shit between you and Riv with the Christian <laughs> Wood shit, man, that itself is out of here. <laughs> That right. is out of here. So thank you guys for listening or and or watching, and we'll see you next time.